Hello, welcome to Beast Fables, a live play animal adventure following the characters of Balthazar and Pipistrel as they explore the Bristly Woods. We are playing the Adventures on a Dime system, a very simple entry-level role-playing system that is freely available at doed.co.uk for anyone to download and play and has a fully functioning character sheet on Roll20 with all the buttons you can click, all the stats you can enter, all the jobs that you can fill out to your heart's content. Our official partners of the stream are, in fact, Roll20, big surprise, uh, we're part of the uh, Indie Spotlight uh, program, showing off all sorts of really cool, awesome streaming talent and cool storytelling out there, all sorts of different systems, not just Dungeons and Dragons, but, you know, some really cool, fun things. Uh, yeah. We are entering Chapter 4, a whole month of roleplay so far, which is really cool, and it is an exciting time. Uh, I'm Brian, I use he, him pronouns, and I am joined today by Ver uh, and Atlanta. So a quick, tiny micro-introduction. Ver, please say hello. Hello, my name is Ver, I use they, them pronouns, and in this game I play uh, Malthazar of Blueberry Pond, a oh, rambunctious toad with a voice for which I apologize, but also <laughs> I will not stop. <laughs> Oh, I love that as like a phrase. I apologize, but I will not be taking criticism. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and Atlanta, please, micro-introduction, say hello. Hello, I am Atlanta. I use she, her pronouns, and I am playing Pipistrel of Odok, uh, the messenger bat. Um, and I'm not as good at voices, but I will try. <laughs> we had a little pre- stream discussion about voices and you're doing perfectly my dude i will be taking criticism though no well constructive <laughs> unlike, criticism unlike me unlike her i will be criticism me i don't even look at me just listen <gasps> to both azar and suffer give me <laughs> notes i feed off notes anyway let's start the game <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very uh, good diet not enough fiber i don't think or maybe too Never. much fiber anyway too much too much fiber. Uh, can someone, uh, well, today the artwork for the stream is by Ver, who is a talented illustrator. And so that means, Atlanta, it is your turn to summarize the previous game. I realize that we swap art from Atlanta or from Ver. And then we also, yes. in reverse, swap who describes the last chapter. So yes. what happened in chapter three? Uh, so in chapter three, where did we start in chapter three? Um, we had rescued the ants we were moving on um oh my gosh i can't even remember where we started last week we started <gasps> right after we handed the ants back and oh, oh my like, God, of course we did. walked away yes so we had just we just rescued those ants we had just moved on uh, and we were continuing our our sort of wending our way through uh through the bristly woods um kind of taking a we decided on a we decided on a route to try to get to uh, to Odok, and with the map that we were given, which we think, at least from uh, Pip looking at it, we think is probably a military map because it was sort of cut from a larger piece and had a sort of top secret looking stamp thing on the back of it. Um, and there were all these little, uh, these little uh, towns that weren't named, just crossed out with X's, uh, and. Uh, you know, uh, Balthazar and Pip assumed that they were m must be some sort of, you know, uh, 
village or place to rest. So we made our way uh, south from the river, from the river, from Brambledam down the river towards the first, uh, to the first of the X's. And the closer we got, the more we realized that this was not a particularly safe place to be. We we appeared upon a uh, a rundown, destroyed village, uh, which looked like boars had been through it and had, you know, wrecked house, as it were. Um, <clears throat> and uh, what else? And then so we so we went we went into the village. We found a house. We were looking. Pip was getting very tired and uh, was losing maybe not a lot of blood, but was starting to bleed because her arm is still uh, she's still injured uh, and we discovered a house that had been abandoned uh, but was still mercifully intact and we went inside and we had a nice little look around uh, well Pip at the very least went and had a good little, little look around the house and nosing around in things that she probably shouldn't have been um, and discovered that it was probably owned by farmers, lizards and mice or shrews I think <clears throat> uh, and Balthazar had a very had a had a, a fit of gallantry and went to get us some water from the local well. Um, definitely rolled well enough that something didn't just snatch him off the forest floor. Um, and so we reconvened in the house. We started to cook. We started to unwind. Uh, and just as we are beginning to settle in for the night before we carry on towards Odok or Willowmoot or wherever we're going next after after this night, we hear something large and winged landing outside or possibly landing on the roof uh and we have the very worrying notion of um can whatever is outside smell the blood from pip's arm which has not been dressed or poulticed or anything and i believe that was everything that happened last week i think yeah that that pretty much sums it up yeah so we are entering in today's sessions a little bit nervous because we left on a cliffhanger of we don't know what is outside and we don't know if it knows where we are. Mm. Well, we stoked a fire we and a fire. Uh, we probably <clears throat> some light probably coming through the uh, window, so I imagine anything on the outside probably, probably knows there's stuff on the inside. Mm. So, uh, before we start the narrative description of what's going on, we have a new scene. We are testing out the uh, Mortal Bearings additional roleplay supplement, which helps uh, any system, any roleplaying group, have informed, improvised storytelling. Uh, at the start of each kind of game or kind of really good segment in the story, you start a scene and the players get to pick a fortune which could seal their fate or make something more interesting happen. So the three fortunes you have to pick from today are Hunger, I'm going to type them into the chat. Hunger, anger, or joy. Oh. So please discuss what you feel about these three themes. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never, I think, seen a... Because uh, these are fortunes, right? Mm -hmm. These are fortunes. I don't think I've ever seen fortunes that are like a single word and not some manner of like a phrase yeah yeah mm. so this is terrifying this and is really i have scary. to say for the sake of our what's happening i feel like hunger is very apt see that's what i was also thinking because 
I actually something I should have mentioned that happened last week is that one of the things that Pip did when we first entered the village is she had a good old listen to see if she could hear anything, and there was the potential that there was an owl within Pip's hearing range that I forgot to tell Balthazar about. <laughs> Which is why he just gingerly walked out of the house like, dum, 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 I'm gonna go oh, find a well. Oh my God. Like, yeah, so um, I feel like, I, I, Vera, I think I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think hunger might be probably the most apt and also the scariest, which I'm sort of all for. This is a, mm-hmm. this, as, as we have established, this is, this is a beast eat beast world. Yeah, uh, this is now a horror podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Subscribe so, for more scary stories. Uh, sort of like we had that cliffhanger last week, the camera looks up from the dark shadows of the table to a... Uh, a Balthazar slowly rising from one chair opposite on the opposite side of the table, clutching his hammer and looking warily over at uh, uh, Pipistral, who lets out a little squeak of, oh no, as she looks at her wing, uh, her bandaged and wounded uh, wing, uh, with blood seeping through the bandages, realizing that the time that could have been spent on preparing for the next leg of the journey has instead been spent snooping and giving in to her vices <laughs> of looking around this house. Icky lucky little bug scampers from the plant that she has been uh, just hanging out on into the little tin uh, lantern of yours, Balthazar, and kind of curls up into a ball. Yeah. Um, The the gentle bug light that she sheds uh, dimming and only the the long and now ominous shadows of the firelight from the the hearth flicking around. You hear a shaking. Something is moving in the branches of the tree upon whose roots the house you are sheltering in is built. What do you do? Uh, well, if if it's just something on the branches, I think um, Balthazar. Like we're in the on the ground level in this house. It's not like we can see anything. But he still looks up at the ceiling. Is the entire house shaking, or do we just kind of hear like the the uh, branches? Like, is it affecting us physically? Mm. I'd say you feel the vibrations. You're looking mm-hmm. around. Um, I would say you can you see all of the furniture shake a little bit, and you realize that a lot of the furniture in this building seems to have uh, braces or like lips to say shelves that prevent things from falling off if vibrations were to tremor the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as you kind of see that like, glasses and, and things rattle against uh, the edges of tables and then stop uh, where they would have just fallen and, and crashed mm-hmm. the vibrations are strong enough that you can feel them but they're not necessarily like you know the whole house is going to collapse if that makes sense yeah it's not like an earthquake no or if gotcha. it is an earthquake it's like Richter scale one okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I mean I think Balthazar will say um uh, well, perhaps if we just remain very quiet, this uh, trespasser 
uh, well, not, not like we're not trespassers ourselves, but this <laughs> additional trespasser might uh, leave, leave us be. There is lights in the windows, no doubt, but uh, perhaps we can pretend as if we had left already, leaving some dimming embers in, in the uh, fireplace. Ooh, I think uh, in response to in response to Balthazar, I think I don't think Pip is going to say anything yet. I think she is going to Oh gosh, I think probably very gingerly, kind of very quietly get to her feet, and I think she's just going to listen very hard and see if she can figure out where how like how high up this thing is and would it would it be would it, would I be able to tell maybe what kind of creature it is by listening for certain footfalls or other things like that? I would say make a cunning roll at disadvantage. This is very difficult for you to do. Okay. Um, unless uh, you have any specific skills that you'd like to try and tag. Um, I'm very good at reading maps. No. Um. <laughs> As you. Uh, are listening while you're kind of mm -hmm. figuring this out you are hearing more kind of shaking and creaking i don't know if you can hear like oh, the gosh. kind of the sound effect i'm doing for the shaking through like me literally shaking my table <laughs> oh gosh okay i i don't think there's anything i can specifically tag so yes i will have to roll at uh i'll have to roll at disadvantage okay 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 oh uh... double nines Nat nine. Nat nine. Nat nine. <laughs> so, you rolled a nine. Uh, you rolled a success. You do as well as you can. The narrator describes how successful you are. It is after the most recent bout of shaking that you stop and press your ear to a wall, the one closest to the roots, to see if you can sort of determine what the sound is. You hear as dull thuds... through the, the bark, sharp claws thudding and gripping into the tree. You're not sure where, high up and moving. And then suddenly a push, like a, a shudder, silence, and then slightly louder. Oh gosh. Something grab onto the tree lower down. Okay. Um, I think... Whatever it is, it's getting closer. Okay, uh, I think reacting to that, to the to whatever it is getting closer, I think what Pip is going to do is she is going to, again, not say anything, she's going to gesture to Balthazar. Um, she's going to put, a, put a, little, a little hand up to her, to her, her mouth uh, to indicate that she wants him to try and be as quiet as possible, and she's going to go and douse the fire. Okay, uh, what are you going to douse it with? Um, is there still a bucket of water that we used because we were cooking earlier? Is there any Don't water left? douse it with my stew! <laughs> I, I think dousing... you've used the water for the stew. You'd have to douse it no. with the stew. No! No! Oh, uh, well, as, she, as she walks away, actually, Balthazar would kind of, like, stop her before she, you know, goes too far. Mm -hmm. And he says, I believe it might be too late for that, but when you were exploring this house, uh, did you find a cellar by any chance? Ooh, uh, I don't, oh, I don't know if I did. I remember going up, 
Damn. Well, you went upstairs, but it's yeah. like is I'm there... real. I'm real table talk. Balthazar with his one d four and cunning will not <laughs> find a settler, even if he really wants to. <laughs> okay, I think um, I would say uh, I want. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure how I would determine this. Mm. Could I? Could I sort of, you know, being inquisitive as I am, could I sort of given like what Balthazar has just said, can I quickly look around and see if there is like a cellar door somewhere on the floor or nearby that maybe we could scurry down into? Because if I may propose if these guys were mushroom farmers, then maybe you need to uh, once you harvest mushrooms, you need to put them in some kind of drying mm -hmm. cellar yeah. and okay. you know yeah. an a abode such as this would have maybe an adjacent cellar somewhere no, I, I'm liking this. Um, I like this world building as well. So I'm going to note that down like mushroom farmers have mushroom cellars. More to add to the novella. Um, I want you uh, both to make cunning rolls for me. You oh. will. Like, there is a mushroom cellar. This is to tell me how fast you find it. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> and let's see how much I missed. Oh no! Oh, the duality no! of beasts. So I'd say this is about speed. So a nat ten and a nat one kind of averages to like a general success, right? Okay. I feel like uh, essentially. <laughs> Balthazar, you have no idea where the cellar would be, but Pipistrel, mm -hmm. you saw that there was. Uh, like there were different like areas of chimneys and obviously a cellar where you're drying mushrooms would have to be somewhere where maybe there's a fire underneath to let that heat come through to keep the, mm. the place warm and not damp. Um, so you're able to guesstimate where a cellar would be um, and it's on the other side of the uh, living room. There's like a little, you can see it. There's like a dark shadowed door that you hadn't quite realized was there um, ah. across the ground floor where the living room is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're on the opposite side where the kitchen is. So let's say I'm going to draw a quick little thing in the uh, roll 20. Um, what I'm going to do is... I need more space. Well, I guess you can remove the ruins. Yeah. Because that was just for me going to the well. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you just slot off half of Balthazar's face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I can't okay. undo it. There's only one undo button. No, no, sorry. don't worry. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll, I'll don't worry. fix this. I have the it's... technology. I'll fix him. I was going to say, it, you might not have to fix it just yet because he might have half his face slot off. <gasps> Brian, that's an awful thing to say. But it's very horribly dramatic, isn't it? I'm very, very disappointed dramatic, in you, young man. <laughs> imagine, like, he would get, like, a metal jaw. <gasps> and it would have teeth on it. Yes. God, I'm, I'm sitting drawing right now, and I really wish I could use my drawing tablet to draw in Roll20. I think you <laughs> I mean, can. If you pull your Roll20 thing yeah, down, it should uh, use it as a mouse down. input. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, it's basically it's just, just a click so to speak, air quotes. Yeah. But yes, so we'll say that the kitchen is here. There's like a table that you've been sitting around. The hearth is here. Um, and there's sort of like kitcheny like cabinets and plants and things. And there's sort of like a living room here with chairs and things and a coffee table and a, like a mantle uh, place where they've got lots of paintings. And the door to go down to the cellar 
is there. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. While you've been looking around for this, suddenly the sound of the, the shaking stops. There's a brief pause, and then a... Oh, Lord. The shake goes all the way through the house now. And you oh, hear... Gosh. Of the sound of... Uh, sort of like nails on a chalkboard. Or more like claws on a tiled roof. Well, I... it has to get through at least one level to us, so... That's true. Can I grab Balthazar and hurry us as best as we can to the uh, to, to the um, to the cellar. Mm-hmm. You can. Okay. Well, that's, that's... Balthazar will take uh, Lucky's lamp. Um, the little tin thing, so we have some light down there. Lucky is currently in a ball, utterly terrified. Oh, okay, no! in that case, uh, he's going to uh... Uh, oh my gosh, she's so much bigger than him. Oops. Uh, she's going to... I think only Brian can make them smaller, not us. Yeah. We don't have that power. I feel like that is the right size, though. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, <Fair>. Karen. <laughs> um, is there a... Do we have any candles lit or anything? Um, I'd say you could light a candle from the... the, the from a nearby like hearth fire. and light it in the fire and then take it with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll just take at least... Actually, maybe it's better if we don't have a light source now that I, now that I think about it. Uh, mm. So the thing can't see. Yeah, um, mm. in that case, he's just going to make sure to, like, you know, get his hammer, get little Lucky uh, in her little tin can, and mm -hmm. uh, follow, or let Pipistrel take him over to the uh, entrance of the cellar. Mm -hmm. So you run across the, uh, the living room, the floorboards. Oh, God. As you run. Um, and you open the door um, to the cellar below and you have very little light from the hearth kind of coming in over this sort of area. And mm -hmm. you look down a staircase into uh, pitch darkness. The staircase turning slightly as it seems to have been carved into the root of this tree. Um, mm -hmm. You see the kind of the woody xylem of the, the kind of the, like the edge of the barch and then into the xylem and then it kind of disappears into the darkness. Okay. Above, you hear What? The shake oh comes from the side of the tree now, not from oh, above. No. And you hear a voice low and soft rumble. Come out, come out. Oh, no, thank you. I know <laughs> yeah. you're there. Uh, Balthazar, I, I, I just imagine there's a moment where he, like, inhales to speak back, and then Pipistrel <laughs> just, like, probably pulls him down into the cellar. Definitely. Like, Pip, Pip's ears straight up in the, in the air, big yellow eyes wide with, uh, with fear, um, and she, she will absolutely, uh, if, for want of a better expression, frog march <laughs> Balthazar down into the cellar. Uh, I have a quick question. As we're kind of going through the... Actually, on our way here, could Balthazar have just grabbed some of the... I forget what you described them as, but the biscuits that he made for the stew? 
Oh, the but, uh, squash fly biscuits, the Garibaldi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I would say uh, we have a character sheet with slots of stuff. Uh, yes, I will add um, pocket Gary uh, squashed fly biscuits to your inventory. Yum. Thank you. Um, Very important. And as a note for Pipistrel, mm-hmm. uh, you have a maximum of six items that you can carry before, like you've got like your free carry slots uh, uh, filled up, and you've got one, two, three, four, five items. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Because um, it's based on your uh, maximum vigor. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ooh, so you have grabbed. I would say you you had packed the biscuits away, and maybe you had like some flasks ready to take the stew, but you've had to leave it behind because you haven't grabbed it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Stew. That's the hijinks. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, my my the player me is thinking a little bit. Um, if we're in the cellar and this thing is trying to get in, we could at least outlast it a little bit because we'd have food. And a predator mm. can't spend like infinite time trying to get to us if he, if it can't get to us, so Very it might smart. just leave. Yeah. Okay. So you <clears throat> go right down into the dark cellar. Um, describe uh, what it is like, because um, I say Pipistrel, Describe what this is like, because you're sort of pushing Balthazar. Are you dragging Balthazar with you? Are you pushing them in front of you? Like you're both heading into almost complete darkness. Uh, kind of. In fact, it is complete darkness. There's no light source yeah. down here. There's no windows. I, I think. I think trusting, uh, trusting to her senses, to her sense of smell, and to her, to her, her keen sense of hearing. I think uh, Pip is going to walk down first. I think she, she basically is like, like, holding Balthazar's hand, half dragging him down the stairs as, as as quickly as she can, because, what you know, whoever said, I know you're in there, knows that we're in here. So you know. I think all she's going to do is just try to get them into the cellar and kind of into a corner and sit as quietly as possible until hopefully whoever it is who is outside leaves. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say that is... I think that's a figure check. You're doing it routinely and you're relying mm. on your senses. Oh, gosh. Exactly. You're not using anything to your advantage. Yeah. You're not scheming or anything like that. Not really. I think this is kind of... yeah. So I would like bigger checks from both of you. Okay. Oh gosh. Sorry, these are to what traverse downstairs? Yes. And I would say Balthazar, you have disadvantage. Because I can't see. Because you can't see, unless you can tag a skill. I don't think I really have an uh, unless my moisture sensitivity (laughs) can help me. (laughs) Um, which is in fact a flaw, so really I just get triple uh, disadvantage. (laughs) Oh no. I love uh, that. Um, I'm really sensitive to moisture. So when <laughs> That's I go to the cellar, I can tell if it's very where the places are dry and where there and mm. where there's mold. Um, yeah. yeah uh, um, I'll just. Oops, hang on. I'm gonna. Go. Oh heck! Got a nat eight, but then I got a three. Ooh. So Pipistrel got a critical success with roll of four. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and Balthazar has a complication with three. Uh, so, Pipistrel, you succeed better than expected. I would say that you are relying, you're able to use elements of your echolocation. Normally, mm-hmm. you have to send screes, uh, like mm-hmm. a range of pitches to kind of see, but you're kind of 
relying on a sort of like a just trusting your gut with the kind of sounds of your footsteps in this darkness to inform you of how close like different shapes and things are you mm-hmm. can sort of feel like oh there's a some kind of wall or uh like shelf here or there's a box there and you're sort of mm-hmm. they're like guessing what these sorts of shapes are in the darkness and moving slowly through the darkness kind of taking balthazar behind you and balthazar mm-hmm. you're not necessarily you know bashing into things but you're sticking your hand out and you oh, there's a shelf and there's like a as you kind of shift some things or like you you stub your toe against a box but you don't fall over or crash anything good um, nice and you are in complete darkness uh you make your way into what you think is maybe the middle of the cellar mm-hmm. uh but you can't be sure you hear above you um more like now dulled because you're kind of like a whole floor away more mm-hmm. like Is that the sound of whoever is out there trying to get in? <laughs> well, you hear the sounds of maybe like like claws and then the breaking of glass oh, and rattling. Wow. Suddenly loads of things falling over. And a pause. And then can smell you. No. Oh, I don't like this. Go what? on, make it easier for both of us. Go away! Oh god, Balthazar! <laughs> Does Balthazar yell? Yes, because he's stressed. Oh, oh no. two things. One, because uh, this thing's like I can smell you, and he and I imagine in that like whatever dimming light as they descend into the cellar, uh, that Pipistrel is maybe holding him with her injured hand, and he sees mm. those bandages, uh, the bloody bandage- bandages, and. It's just like a like a little vein on his temple starts just kind of pulsating because he's starting to get really mad uh, oh. that this thing is wanting to like you know smelling the blood probably and is like wanting to eat Pipistrel. Mm. Um, and the second thing is because of this, I'd say that his stress toxins are. Uh, oh no! <laughs> he's gonna start start sweating yeah. that good toad poison. So uh, I would say you're stressed. You are sweating your toad toxin. Anything that touches you, um, uh, also touches the toxin now. Oh god! Well, okay. I mean, it's, I think it's like a gradual enough where he, like, he's gonna. There's that moment when it, you know, says, "Oh, make it easier for us," blah blah, mm. and uh, he's gonna pull his hand out of. I would say, like, you're, you're aware of that, and maybe you could whisper that to Pipistrel, but that is something to be aware of. Like, the toxins are mm. active now from this point. Yeah. On. Okay. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. like you've he's also poisoned Pipistrel. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna yeah. kind of pull his hand out um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, I mean no no because he's gonna pull his hand out and then turn around and 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 you know yell go away mm-hmm. <laughs> in his distinct toad voice. Okay, um, there I'm is sorry. quiet, and then the sound of more claws. <laughs> moving around uh, the building. I'd say like there's little the... Is it like the clacking? Um, yeah, it's it, claws it's like moving on wood and then very occasionally a beak pecking at something. Mm-hmm. Loud oh, and it... sharp in the wall oh. around you. And then oh. moving again. 100% this is an owl. 100% this is the owl that I heard earlier. I'm calling it now. And then a... I mean... Kind of scratching at the wood. 
Whatever it is, it's trying to get in. Well, we're in the cellar, and also, I think some part of Balthazar is like, you know, I'm a toad! Toads are unnatural! <laughs> um, and it's almost like if he can in some way be between Pipistrel and this thing, maybe it'll think it's just toads here and we'll leave. Oh my god, what a good boy. So sweet. <laughs> um. So what do you guys do? Um, I think, uh, well, because Balthazar kind of pulled his hand away and yelled out, and then I, th I think he also then just has that moment of just like, God damn it, I just yelled out. <laughs> um, but he'll, uh, he'll turn to Pipistrel, um, and, and say, um, uh, whatever this being is, it is violent and taunting and i will not let it snatch up either one of us if you can find a, a safe nook in the cellar uh i will stand post in front of it make sure to, to put myself between you and this horrible beast hopefully if it sees that i'm a toad he, it will be unwilling to put up with the, the trouble of trying to hunt for one of us and and, and leave us be pip uh her ears of kind of drooped as they do when she is stressed or sad and sort of is looking at Balthazar in a like sort of with a like slightly funny expression and, and she'll sort of whisper back as quietly as she can so he can still hear her it's like it's like I'm not going to leave you to whatever is upstairs we will find a way out together just Sta stand there if you need to, but I'm gonna find a way out, and as soon as I do, I'm, I will, I will grab you, and we will run. So I think that's what Pip is gonna do. She's gonna try and find a hole, an exit, a window, anything, maybe an outside door to the cellar, and see if there is a way out from. Okay, from so this mess. Uh, Balthazar, are you gonna go back upstairs then? <laughs> He's not going back upstairs. He's just gonna be standing like uh, when we have the cellar door here. Mm -hmm. And there's these uh, uh, stairs that apparently go sideways. Yeah. He's going to be standing at the bottom so he can see within the light that might come from the hearth. And if yeah. he would see like a... Like, I think he wants to stand in a position where he can both see the entrance, but also if there's a further room of the cellar. Mm -hmm. Basically, if something tries to go through the door or mm -hmm. if something tries to break from the ceiling, mm -hmm. um, he wants to be in a position where he can react to it. Yeah. And... and position himself like to run up and hit or call out and i think like some part of him is hoping that now that he's starting to stress a little bit and the poison's out and about if this thing pokes his nose in and is just like oh god toads nah mm. that sh okay. that would be sufficient so he wants to be in a position where he's um quick to to uh put himself in front of the danger yeah um okay. So I would say you're doing this as sort of like a sense of duty and pride. I want you to make a willpower roll. Okay, I'm decent uh, though. Even though like my willpower find your is way diminished. back to the, the stairs in complete darkness. Oh, I do have a question actually, because my oh, willpower yeah. is diminished. But we did have that little moment of rest when we were having a stew. Did that count for recovery, or was that not enough? Mm, I feel that was. That was a fair amount of roleplay. I would say you took a breather. You can both increase one die by one. Oh, amazing. Okay. Thank that you. 
Hooray, I can go back up to a d6 now. Thank I was God. debating it. I was debating it. I thought it could be fun to keep you guys a little bit lower. <laughs> um, but I did bring it up. Yeah. Sorry you haven't that. had any sleep yet. That's something to be aware of in the future. You guys have, are now okay. like an entire night without sleeping. Well, if you'd, if you'd prefer that we don't up it despite taking a breather, I'm fine with that. But yeah. I wanted to ask... No, no, you guys, never... I'm going to say, like... this is just something to be aware of. You're feeling tired, okay. but you're not affected of it by it yet. Just because okay. you guys are heroes, you guys have done some courageous stuff. You can make a night mm-hmm. without sleep. You can pull an all-nighter, but you're pulling an all-nighter, just you know. Yeah, okay. okay. That will be something well, to, to think about if we get out of this. <laughs> so, in this situation, as it is a hostile situation, can I tag my Undaunted, where I my sense of duty kicks in? Yeah. And I Go will put it, myself. Dude. Yeah. Do that willpower in... advantage. Yeah. Both a success. Success. Well, okay. I'm going to bear that in mind. And uh, Pipistrel, could you make a cunning roll for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll describe uh, how you're looking for this door. I think it's going to be a cunning roll. Yeah, I think what she's going to do is, you know, while it's still dark, she is going to be relying on her sense of smell. She's going to be using, like, like she was doing on the stairs a little bit of echolocation to just try and figure out where things are but Mm. she is also while doing that she's just she's keeping an ear out for the noises of the owl upstairs and is like just so she is also aware of what is happening Mm. um so i don't know if i can be a bit cheeky and tag my staying like well i think your your echolocation is enough to tag and get advantage on your cunning roll awesome okay that's fine you're using your echolocation like okay. it's something you use or you don't. It can't be. I'm okay. gonna quietly use echolocation. No, no, she's she's yeah. she is definitely she's, she's using it. She's yeah, yelling like, I'm gonna just yeah! scream quietly. <laughs> but like, but to be, yeah. but but you know, the, 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 is the one thing about long long eared brown bats is like they are they are quiet. They are quiet bats in voice. So she is probably using her echolocation, but it is quite soft as a sound anyway. So I will. Okay. I, will, I, 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 was, <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that pipistrels and long-eared brown bats were different species, but this is a, a debate for another time. Oh, well, make your I'll cunning roll. I will make my cunning roll at advantage. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay, success. Okay, okay now we're going to resolve this um, with Balthazar and Pipistrel. Uh, this happening at the same time, but mm. we're resolving it one by one. So, okay. Balthazar, you... With your success, you're able to sort of like trace your steps back to the the stairs without knocking anything over. You have your hands on your hammer and you can hear around you the (laughs) of pecking. And then a big shudder as something seems to be ripped open. And then kind of a scuffling, shuffling sound in the ceiling above you and then a silence and a something smells good uh Balthazar stops himself from uh, well his first thought is like I know my stew is wonderful um (laughs) but yeah he's not gonna say that out loud he just uh is there's just that moment of him like adjusting the grip on the hammer, kind mm-hmm. of looking up at at wherever he heard uh, the voice, um, and uh, he's just kind of standing like with a in basically a slight battle stance at this point, mm-hmm. uh, ready to uh, 
just steeling himself to react to whatever comes next. Yeah. I think he is, as part of that Undaunted, which actually I'm thinking maybe we should rename to Heroic, because that would be more contextual. Um, but as part of the Undaunted, I think he's um, he's at a state where he's not really intimidated. Like, he's worried, you know, about Pipistrel, about the yeah. situation, but he's not intimidated. Yeah. Uh, and he's just kind of like that that toad knight of him is just like well yeah. come out to me knave you know yes yes um, no i definitely get the not... vibe you're going for like yeah. you are aware of the problems but you are not afraid of them yeah and um, he's just at this point like well we're, i'm gonna deal with the problem so there's up. that pause of the mm, something smells good and you're like ready and then at the pause and a <laughs> as like it begin whatever it is begins pecking at the the floorboards. You can hear like the boom, boom, and you can feel a little of like dust skitter down around you, um, and you can hear it pause again and go, August, I can smell you. You haven't come out to groom me in days. Where did everyone go? It's okay, just come out. We're all friends here. And then more pecking. Is this is this August who used to live here? Because didn't I find something that belonged yeah, to them? Yeah, you found a note on the door. On the door! That oh. was addressed to August. So I'm going to oh. say in this time, we'll switch the camera from like the dark shadows of the, the doorway to this sort of, you know, like when in like, Avatar The Last Airbender, when Toph does like vibration sense and gets like the of like the whole yes. surrounding. So we get that sort of effect with the echolocation rippling around the whole space with um, uh, Pipistrel sort of doing like targeted echolocation and kind of feeling out where everything is. You get echolocation isn't a, a, a sense of like specific uh, like details and shapes, it's more of a vague understanding of space and direction. Mm hmm. And you're able to go, hmm, my, there's something here, but it seems thinner, hollower. You're, you're padding around with your hands and you mm -hmm. feel that there are, there are boards here. And then, ooh, this is metal. This is a grating. This ooh. is mesh. This is, there's a space behind here. And you're kind of like, as we're putting your, your, your claws against it. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I say... You have an understanding now of the space because you've used your echolocation. Mm -hmm. We'll say this is how big the space is. This is where the stairs are. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that uh, not everyone can see this uh, because of the restrictions. So I'm going to shift. There we go. Now it's on stream. Uh, this is where the stairs are. Uh, this is where the grating is. Okay, so I'm sort of here. Oh, wait, no. Then. The grating's here. Oh, sorry. So I'm sort of here then. Yeah. Okay. Um, while... Okay, so while I kind of have discovered this sort of grating, is is there any chance that I heard whatever was upstairs? Oh, you would have said? heard that. Oh, it's like it's like, coming like, down through the whole ceiling. The dust shattered down onto you as well. Like, this is a very loud voice, even if it's oh. speaking for itself quite very softly. softly. Oh, Brian, you need to stop. <laughs> well also don't because it's great um i think it's predator asmr oh gosh yeah <laughs> i need a finest predator asmr here on beast fables um 
last thing you hear is greater <laughs> ASMR usually in this world. Sorry. Um, I think... So, I think Pip's first reaction would be, like, okay, there is possibly a gap that we could escape through. Maybe. Because um, I'm going to assume if it's, like, if it's a thinner piece of, like, wall that... Uh, it might be a grate to the outside. Is there like, is there any light coming through from the moon, or is it like completely pitch black? Is there? Is it's it completely like... pitch black right now. Okay. Um, but and I you think know, there's a space behind this grating. Mm, but I, but I, I think she like Pip would genuinely be distracted by hearing the name August because she read that mm. note. Um, and I think. Oh gosh. There is definitely a part. There's definitely a part of me as a player who wants to yell out, "We are not August," but I. Oh, I don't know if I should do that. I mean, okay, I'll be real with you, Atlanta. Mm. It's very likely that Balthazar will, so you can go for it. Awesome. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, here's a free pass. I think. Yeah, I don't think... worry about it. I'd ruin it anyway. <laughs> D four and cunning. Uh, I think. I think, like, is is prick up. Uh. You know, she'll stand by the grate, but I think Pip will yell out to the best of her ability uh, while she is sort of a little bit shaky because she's very scared right now. Um, she will say, she will yell, like, we're not August up the stairs and then stop and not move and listen very, very carefully. <laughs> okay. Um, there is like a pause in the pecking. And then another. And then. I don't recognize that voice. Who are you? Why don't we all get acquainted? And then more. Uh. <laughs> and you can hear it now. It's pecking on the floor above you, if that makes sense. So like where the floor would be in yeah. the ceiling like, above Pipistrel, and is now, like, pecking and scratching more determinedly against the ceiling there, and it's... Uh, oh, Bal no! Balthazar's gonna very know. quickly get up to where, uh, where Pipistrel is, and kind of, like, oh, oh, not, like, push her out of the way, he's not just, you know, bowling her over, but mm -hmm. kind of positioning himself as to basically have her, like, go either towards this grate or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh... Um, I would say you don't know that there's a grate there. Oh, yeah, right. So he, Okay, towards... in that case, yeah, he's just gonna, like... Uh, in, in that case, he's gonna... Like, when he's approaching from this other side, he doesn't know where the grate is. Mm -hmm. He's gonna, like, kind of guide Pipistrel to basically be behind him, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So he's gonna take her away from the grate, because he doesn't know there is one. Um, is, there, is there anything that I can do to kind of, like, indicate to Balthazar that, like... I have potentially found a way out. Like, can I sort of wildly gesticulate to the No, because you're both in complete pitch blackness. You could just say, okay. don't. <laughs> but, I don't, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, I don't know if I want to do that, though, because I, I, I done goofed, and now whatever is upstairs is really, really interested in what is going on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I already called out to it earlier, so, you know, no worries. But I think, like, <laughs> Balthazar's just like, okay, it's right about, right about Pipistrel. Um, he's going to go in there and kind of um, just get her out of that line of okay. danger as he so sees it. you have like you're getting pipistrel out of the way pipistrel what are you doing you have like a definitive action before i'm gonna move things forward uh i think 
I literally I, also wanted Balthazar to be, like, speaking out as he's going there, but can I do that? You could. Because he would, because he's just like, no! <laughs> like, okay, no, no I, I mean it, like, it. in the sense of, like, time, like, you yeah, act, well, they act, like, like, yeah, things are happening quickly. Walking up and saying, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where he, he would just, like, because uh, this thing said, oh, I don't know that voice, let's get acquainted, come out here, something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, he will just, he will kind of, as he's walking up to, to that spot, he will just say, um, uh, We are merely passerbys taking advantage of this standing homestead among the desolation. Leave us be, vile creature. We do not wish to speak with you, and trust me, you do not wish to trifle with us. Okay. So I'd say you kind of, you, that's what happens is when you walk up. To Pipistrel yeah. and Pipistrel, you're kind of like, you're trying to like, there's a grating here, but you can't it's see, and it's all a bit yeah. futile. And then, as you say that, you sense by the, sha- the, 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 sha- the shower of dust that comes down more than you necessarily see, something has broken through the ceiling, and then it removes, and a shaft of like thin firelight illuminates the dust. You can you look up and you see the f- flickering above, uh, shadows dancing across the ceiling of the uh, the living room kitchen space. You see one like dark part of the table leg, almost. Sort of you're seeing. Uh, let me let me show. A little tiny hole has opened up here, and then you see a massive dark eye that occasionally catches a glint of firelight and illuminates and fills the entire space. Um, It's pupil dilating and looking down and it goes, you hear muffled because, you know, the the head is covering the space, but it goes, oh, hello. Um, Pipishal, do you want to do anything? Or because Balthazar is like, you know, ready to <laughs> throw down, uh, to uh, oh. to respond. But I, I had kind of taken up the action last time, so I don't want to. I, I think, honestly, uh, just because this is this is just what Pip would do. Uh, she is terrified because if I am right in thinking that this it is what it is, uh, you know. She, oh, she's, she's you recognize the kind of eye. This is a barn yep. owl. Yep. So she's she's she is absolutely terrified, and she is just clinging onto Balthazar's arm. Uh, ears ears down, eyes wide. She is absolutely shitting bricks <laughs> to, to be incredibly uncouth about it. As you cling on to Balthazar's arm, uh, oh you, no! You, well, <laughs> now Balthazar, you're wearing armor. But yeah, you, yeah, this is true. You okay. look down, and in the very slight light, you feel like a like a hear more of a squelch. You gotta you look and you draw your hands back, and you realize that like this kind of like sweaty goo has like started seeping out in the corners of the armor. Oh, God and you take your hands back, and you see that there is toxin sweating all out of uh, Balthazar. Oh no! Did I touch little that? beads of it across uh, his? Wide Basically, head. instead of sweat, like it's yeah, yeah. Because I imagine, I mean, I imagine it's not like goo, but mm. um, it's just that his skin is now uh, toxic. 
No, it's yeah. not even sticky. It's just like, it, you know how you'd have a sheen of sweat? Mm. It's not sticky, it's just... Yeah, it's just a it, sort of... Moist, I guess. Yeah, like, moist. I, I, yeah, I'm just trying to describe that like you're aware of the toxicity yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh gosh, okay. Uh, Pip will not have noticed that she's she's scared, and you know, will have forgotten that Balthazar will be secreting. This well, you of... would ha never have known. Yeah, that's true. So, um, the eye then shifts drastically sideways, and then a massive brown beak starts to peck at the hole. I'm gonna. Can I can I reach it with my hammer? Um, I would let you try with a vigor roll. It's quite high. Yeah, go on. Just like jump and swing, but it is a big. Yes, hammer. and cool parkour. Yeah. God damn it! Uh, can I? I mean, um, so in being uh undaunted, not being intimidated by the visage of this creature, can uh Balthazar, um, because he can he kind of invoke the undaunted in that he has fought much bigger creatures when he you've, had to fight boars. You fought boars. So yeah, yeah. I'll, let it, I'll let you tag it this time. Yeah, for, for yeah. next time I'd have to come Find up a new with way a of phrasing different... It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it's just that even seeing the large eye and seeing the large beak, um, he is not taken aback. Mm -hmm. And he knows that, I think some part of him is thinking like, you know, if I'll just hit that beak, it'll at least give this thing pause. Um, yeah. So, so gonna... make a bigger roll at advantage. Oh, baby! Double, double crits! <gasps> double yes! nat eight. So double I critical think success. that as there was like some kind of thingy here, mm -hmm. um, like some kind of um, counter or something or some yeah. crates. We'll say there's a uh, crate nearby that's very convenient for you to jump up onto. Yeah, he just does like a little parkour like and then just uh, as he uh, propels himself uh, with a foot. Um, he is quite strong, so he can do this even in armor. Mm. Uh, he just uh, swings that hammer and it being quite big for him um, has the reach to as mm. the beak kind of comes in. Um, he you just time manages it perfectly. to block like, you it. Kind like... of, you get the leverage and you kind of you smack it into the tip. And I'm going to say that you actually, like, you break the tip of the beak off. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll take it. He doesn't care. With, like, a with a critical success, you... And you hear it, but don't see it. Kind of skitter off into the shadow of the, the, bar, of the cellar. And the beak retreats. And a moment later, I'm not going to do it, but a deafening screech of rage like permeates the whole house and it rings uh, in your ears <laughs> oh, Lord. I think like being undaunted and stubborn uh, Balthazar like as he kind of lands from his sweet jumps mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and kind of seeing the thing skitter away uh, before it shrieks um, I think uh I think he'll just call out something to the extent of, um, uh, we have told you you are unwelcome here. Do not come any closer. And uh, then it shrieks. <laughs> mm. What a badass. Yeah. Um, Pipistrelli, are you doing anything in this sort of time? <laughs> I think, okay, well, sort of seeing that Balthazar is 100% going <laughs> gung-ho. Like, he's like absolutely thrown down with this owl she is like 
while it is distracted, she is going to run over to that grate and start just going ham and clawing away at it and desperately trying to find a way out so they can escape. Okay. Um, I would say make a vigor roll. Cool. Oh, thank God. No! <laughs> um, something goes terribly wrong. The narrator describes how things go awry and hijinks may follow. I think you are driven by adrenaline and mm. you rip the grating off and also rip open the wound on your wing. <gasps> no! I think, oh. like, you had been on the 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 way to recovery if you you know if you'd bandage your wound maybe you could have completely like healed up God but damn it. like you have gone down to a d4 again oh, you take a vigor damage i take a vigor damage yeah that was but you yeah, just completely like you like as you crouch down from your uh from your leap balthazar overhead the grating just woof, go -gong, go -gong, go -gong, and like flies overhead um <laughs> pipistrel like when you get like creatures that are in fight or flight, your pupils are like dilated fully. Mm -hmm, um, and you're just like there. There is now like blood actively like dripping down your arm. She is in like wing. she is in full like panic, uh, panic bat mode. So mm. you know ears up and alert. She like bleeding, dark pupils, and she's going like she, bats are quite fast, so she is moving as fast as she possibly can and like as i imagine as balthazar sort of reels back from breaking off this owl's beak she is going to like, grab him just the tip just the tip just the tip she's gonna she's gonna like grab him and like drag him to the to the to the grate okay so i'm quickly drawing the outside of the house again just for perspective um you notice that there is uh, you, you go to the grate, you look down, and it leads into a large stone pit at the base oh, of the house that seems okay. to be have been for, like, grilling or cooking or something like that, then also then mm -hmm. feeds smoke up into this chamber here. Mm -hmm. um, you uh, leap down, I'm going to guess. Yes. Um, and you are kind of, like, outside of the house now. You kind of land with a clang on the, the metal grate below. Unharmed, it's not a large drop. Mm -hmm. Um... And uh, Balthazar, if you also land as well. Um, I, because I don't know if, uh, hmm. I think he might still be in that intermediate place between the gray and the, uh, yeah. the landing. Because hmm. I don't think Pippa's shrill is strong enough. He's a pretty sturdy boy and big yeah. friend shaped. Mm -hmm. I don't think in her injured state, she's able to pull him out. Yeah. So no. he's kind of going to be in that in-between right now. Like, I think he was, like, shut or, like, pulled towards the gray, and he's probably, um, you know, he, he still doesn't know what just happened. Mm. He was just talking to this thing, and then the shriek and everything. He's probably, like, mm. been banged into the side of the wall, mm -hmm. uh, but he's not even crouching down yet to get through. Yeah, so you're still he's in only... the space. Yeah, he's um, only just, like... Yeah. Been I feel, made aware of something here. Yeah, I, I feel like what Pip would have done, it, like obviously, because she can't just drag him when he's a chunky boy in armor. I think she would like it would it would more be like a pull of like this this way, you know, an, an, an indication of like we should go this way instead yeah. of just like dragging him. Um, I can't move you. I'm sorry. Oh, um, sorry. So yeah, <laughs> but sorry. Uh, 
using my words. So, the, uh, as you jump down, Pipistral is like, the beat kind of gets smacked. The, there's a screech of rage, which echoes down the, uh, the flue, and out into the night. And you can hear it, it's sort of like when you're kind of hearing someone yell from indoors, but there's an open window. You hear it from two spaces. You see there is a massive owl here, well, massive to you, uh, on the outside of the house. Uh-huh. With its head inside the the doorway here. Oh my lord. Um, and it looks uh down the hole again that it's made that's slightly larger at you, Balthazar, and says mm. menacingly, Oh, intruders, is that how you wanna play? And then one of the claws starts like ripping at the floorboards, like <laughs> and you see that like the the claw is like scratching and gripping into the the doorway of the the house here. Um, I think seeing like that its eyes are on him and then kind of looking down and seeing mm -hmm. Pipistrelle, he's going to as like he's going to be standing there with his hammer and you know he's seeing that she's injured and all mm -hmm. um, and he will kind of turn his head a little bit to to where Pipistrelle can see him mm -hmm. uh, and and just kind of as whispery as he can He'll say, go! I'll distract it. I'll keep it. I'll keep its eyes on me. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. I, I think Pip's gut reaction is that she wouldn't want to leave Balthazar alone with this owl. But, you know, she is going to have to... Make a willpower she... roll for me. Oh, You're feeling oh, a lot of fear right now. She's scared. She doesn't want to leave him, but she also, like, she needs to... If she can get away, then hopefully maybe she can distract it so then Balthazar can get out of the house. You get to make um, the ultimate decision. This is your character. But I feel like with the narrative, make a willpower mm -hmm. roll to see where your fear level is at. Okay. Oh, no. I think with the hijinks, oh. you're completely wrapped with fear. Like, oh. ultimately, you've known Balthazar for a day and Balthazar's task is to take you home. Mm -hmm. uh, and you don't want to leave but also the fear is really inside of you. So I would say if you were going to make an action, I would lean it towards fear. Okay, well, acting acting in fear, and like, you know, it, I, it wouldn't be within Pip's character to be like, ah, screw him, I'm just going to run away. Like, it would be <laughs> like, but she she would act on what he would say and is like, you know, I'll distract it, you run. So yeah. she will, but she's not going to run away from the house. She's not going to leave Balthasar. She's going to run out and hopefully behind the owl. Okay. The, so, so like, so, you know, so... It's distracted and not looking at her, and maybe if I sneak up on it, I can do something. But yeah, that's probably what I'm going to do. Okay, so you run behind the owl. I would say, yeah. uh, so like, describe how you're doing the movement. Uh, well, she is she is injured right now, um, so she is not going to be able to move to like the best of her ability. But as 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 best as she can, she is going to quickly. And, you know, while the owl is distracted with its head, like, in the house, try and get behind it uh, without without it noticing her. Make a cunning roll for me. I'm so glad it's cunning enough. I know. And you have I advantage got... because it is distracted by Balthazar. Oh, sweet. Like, it's, Balthazar's helping you out by actively being a threat. Yes! Okay. Okay, so with a success, you kind of... You kind of look, Balthazar kind of gives you a hand wave of like, go, and you're like, okay. And you start to pick your way over the the dirt and the stone, away mm -hmm. from the rubble of like one of the nearby collapsed buildings, and then out into like the, uh, maybe some of like the nearby uh, mushroom field and grass mm -hmm. there. 
crouching mm-hmm. low and keeping low. You're behind the owl. The owl is um, scrabbling and scratching at the floorboards. Um, I would like you, Balthazar, to make a uh, bigger contest. It's trying to rip the floorboards up and get to you. Uh, describe how you're trying to avoid this or what you're doing in response. Um, I think uh, if it's trying to grab... So, how big is this thing's foot? Like, what kind of damage is it making? Is it... Because I'm trying to... Because if it's, like, let's say right above Balthazar, he mm-hmm. would move to another to another place. Okay. Um, maybe uh, just... I would say so the claw is, is big enough to grab you in, like, one... Oh wait, wait! So it it's trying to, you. it's but it's trying to get that claw into get me now, or is it only yeah. just trying to destroy the floorboards? Like it's sort of ripping. I'm saying like as the kind of action, it's ripping up the floorboards and it's trying to grab you. Um, he's going to do a sick combat roll out of the <laughs> way to get to a place where it would have to to uh, dig a new, basically exert itself further to get to him. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, that will give him time to like prepare, and maybe when it's you know foot comes in, it's just like whack a mole, get that foot or get mm-hmm. get that claw. Okay, um, I'm gonna say that is. Uh, um, I feel like it could either be cunning or willpower. Just because I'll take, I'll take my willpower of being maybe unshaken by this and be. I feel like this like is more clarity. like your combat prowess. You're not necessarily trying to be especially tricksy. You're just like, Valor, fight me on equal footing, sort of. Vibe. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say make a, make a vigor roll while it makes a, well, make a, 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 sorry, you make a willpower roll, it makes mm-hmm. a vigor roll. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, that's straight. I can't tag my weight. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> Only just barely. Oh. So this oh, is insane. God, this is insane. <laughs> And, and oh. it's a D10 and a D12. So, like, yeah. we both had incredible chances. That is the odds. Both of us were just, like, clumsy. Just like, Arr! Mm-hmm. I'm going to say <laughs> that, like, you, you move out of the way as it starts guns. to slash down and crash. And actually, like, part of the, the house entirely crumbles down. Rubble starts oh, to skitter off one of its wings as it's kind of clawing into this uh, uh, cellar. And there's a... <laughs> Um, and it kind of howls and goes, and pulls its head out and whips it about. Um, you can't see what's happened, uh, but Pipistrel, you see the mm-hmm. ashes and boiling stew are running down one, the side of its face. And you can see <laughs> clearly in the moonlight that there are feathers on the, so like there's stew running down the, the, the left side of the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and its eye is closed. The other side of the face is mangled with a vicious circular brand. You can't make out any of the other Ooh. details, but all Ooh. of the feathers are gone um, on the right side of its face. Wait, that it's always... Ooh. Um, oh, it's blinded it, in its right eye. So right now it's like, it's kind of shaking and rubbing its head against like the, the tiles to get this boiling stew out of its eye. Oh, God. Uh, Balthazar is still inside currently. Yeah, I'm is doing that... sweet combat rules right yeah, now. I'm being a Dark Souls. Don't you're, worry. You're mm-hmm. being you're being a Dark Souls. Where the hell is the bonfire? Um, <laughs> it just oh. ruined it. Yeah. yeah, it just ruined the bonfire. There's, God no, damn there's it. no respawn point, guys. It's gone now. Stupid owl. Um. Oh god. Okay. I think. 
if I'm watching the owl kind of like oh gosh if there's like stew running down its face and it's kind of in pain is it really distracted right now uh, it seems it it's okay. currently rubbing its entire face on the roof which is say like okay. mossy and it's trying to okay. kind of like rub the, the the stew off oh so if its head is like out of the out of the house currently because it's trying to like get rid of the the stew mm -hmm. like can i can i see balthazar from where i'm standing no balthazar is in the cellar in. oh god he's still in the cellar oh my lord okay i think in an act of absolute desperation just to try to keep the owl distracted so Balthazar can like uh, re sort of reconfigure himself I think Pip is just gonna like I assume I'm quite close to the owl's feet I think just like run up and start like biting the owl's leg <laughs> just like in the only like in an absolute act of desperation and like okay because like because I don't know where my claw is right now I think it might still be in the house <laughs> Uh, well, I'd say you, you were able to grab your stuff. You do have oh, okay. your claw. Um, cool. well then... Also, your claw is something you wear. Yes. Um, um, so... so you could claw it, but ultimately it would be a vigor check. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with a, a, a vigor check, because I think I'm just gonna, like, oh claw, claw and bite at this owl's leg while it mm -hmm. is also still in pain and just keep distracting it for as long as I can. Okay. But this is not good. So, gonna... um... No! Uh... Babe, no! He let me run! Oh, oh god. No! That was disadvantage. What's oh. this for? That was oh, the contested vigor check. You're making an attack against the owl. Uh, please roll oh, vigor, uh, Pipistrel. Oh no! <laughs> There's nothing I can do to beat that. So the owl rolled a disadvantage and rolled two tens, two which tens. is the highest it could get. So it rolled two critical successes and um, you rolled a three, which is a complication. Uh, you barely managed to pull it off but not without consequence. Uh, the you bite into the owl. Mm -hmm. Its leg is almost as like it's thick and and uh, like taloned. It's got yeah. thick skin, not a lot of blood flow. You bite into the leg, and it just kicks you straight oh. off, um, sailing through the air. Um, you smack against uh, like the side of a nearby house. And you take a vigor damage. You're oh currently at a D4. I need you to roll that D4 again and see if you get an injury. Oh! A four. Oh you shrug off the damage. You manage to throw out your good wing and soften the impact. You la you kind of glide a little bit in the air um, before you thud into this wall and with a groan kind of like get up. You are now maybe, you know, like uh, 10 paces away. And the owl oh is kind of shaking its head and kind of screeching in pain. Um, it repositions itself. Uh, Balthazar, what are you kind of doing in this time? Well, because he doesn't know that Pip ran up and yeah. bit it. Um, so... you, you hear, I would say, because it's painful, you hear like the screech and then like a thud and then a squeak, which sounds like Pipistrel. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... Ultimate Toad Knight mode activated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think kind of because he can't see its head, right? Because it pulled its head out. Yeah. So it must. So he must assume that it, like, got Pip. Um, because mm -hmm. I know this isn't like you know D and D or something where it's like it's more like a scene of what's happening. Can he, like, seeing this? run up the stairs to where the house is like mm -hmm. devastated 
-hmm. and try to just <laughs> try to just like lunge at this because like he maybe expects that it will have a pip in its talon or in its beak yeah. um so he just kind of like being here where he is at the cellar he hears that squeak and uh just that ultimate protector mode uh is kicked in uh, and he runs up those stairs um and he's just gonna like if he's kind of then at the level of this owl like here he's just gonna, gonna like jump out with that hammer um probably trying to get at its face and hopefully when he has that run up moment mm. he will see that one of its eye is blinded and he's gonna go for the other eye okay oh yeah so, um, I would like you to make, um, a vigor roll at disadvantage unless you can tag a skill. The so top for this... of the building... Yes. yes. And this is because the whole of the building here, like, the structure is falling apart. Yeah. Part of the, um, you see now that you've run up the stairs, that half of the, the house, um, it has ripped up a lot of the floorboards by crashing its talon through. It rolled a hijinks on that. So it's kind of like collapsed that part of the floor. The whole half has skittered, showering um, bits of rock and ember and coal. The stew like is like all over the floor, except My it's trailing. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole of this part of the house is a like wreck. It went from being like a, a put together house to now being like structurally. I cleaned this house, uh, but yeah, so he's gonna. It's difficult so to try and like get to... through here. Yeah, so I would like to tag my Undaunted again, but in this situation, the protection of uh, of Pipistrel, mm. carrying him through and making him, like, take this subpar course of action, okay. but it is in his mind, like, this is what must be done. Okay. Um, so it would be an expression of his, like, heroism in protecting others. Yeah, so I, I'd allow you to do so that. You roll Vigor straight, and it's going to roll a Vigor to try and, like, fend this off, and it has disadvantage because it's sort of like a, being attacked from like two different sides harried yeah okay mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna let you roll first to see how good i need to roll <laughs> <gasps> oh six. so it's got a six yeah. boom baby yes! so with that crit can i say as he's running there's a scattered embers he mm -hmm. puts his hammer down dragging it across the embers mm-hmm to addition, so like when he's gonna jump at it, lunge it at that eye, it's gonna get an eye full of not just hammer, but like a kind of warmed up, burned ember. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like riff with that. I'm gonna say oh, you yeah. realize there's no way you could jump up to get to this owl, but you could grab the empty kettle, scoop up some embers, and throw it in its eye. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, can he hook it on like the side of his hammer to yeah. get that extra? Because you've got like the 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 molar kind of hook. Uh, the end, got, well, the, the root of the, the jaw. Yeah. So you yeah. do that, and you sort of, like, hockey sling it up. And the, yeah, the... yeah, but he does, like, a little, like, you know, he like, in order to leverage it, to, like, give it that momentum, he does, like, almost like a, like a turnaround, like a, like a swirl. Yeah. Uh, so he runs in, and that's how he swoops up all those embers, and then he just mm -hmm. hucks it at the eye. Yeah. Pipistrel, you look up from, like, mm -hmm. kind of, kind of, getting on your good way and kind of kind of sitting up from like the wall you've smacked into and you see a black shape bong into the head of the owl and then like a firework like coals scatter out and start to kind of disappear and cool into the night the owl lets out another shriek Hell yeah. um as it reels around uh and kind of steps back from the house a little bit and kind of starts to beat its wings 
to kind of orientate itself. It's now looking around, um, almost entirely blind. Okay. Uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, how I'm I'm about <laughs> ten feet away. Is that right? Yeah, we'll say like to like ten paces. We don't really have a sense of scale for the animals. So you're yeah. like a bu- you're like another building away, okay. across the street. I think sort of. <laughs> I think. Oh, you know. Okay. You know what? I think seeing that the uh, the owl is like kind of stumbling around a little bit, a little bit blind right now. Uh, to the best of her ability, I think Pip is going to run back over. Uh, you know, claw claw equipped, and she is going to try and just start slashing at the lowest point of like skin that she can reach so probably like belly if it's if mm-hmm. it's still on the ground um you know like little okay. little 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 needle claws little little needle teeth is, like she's gonna bite and claw her way <laughs> like into this owl's flesh if she has to okay uh that would be a vigor roll just you know ah uh, why can it not be a willpower <laughs> because okay. i feel like you are a it is like uh uh Something in Goliath. Timothy and the Goliath. What is it? <laughs> David and Goliath. David and Goliath. There we go. Yeah. It could be Timothy. Uh, it's David <laughs> and Goliath. You are a small injured bat and you are trying yeah. to claw this owl. You are also racked entirely by fear at this point, mm-hmm. as we kind of established. Um, yeah. It doesn't... Like, this is just what it is. Nah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay, right, well then... <sighs> oh, come on. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> well, I mean, with a, a roll of one, it's impossible no! for you to have passed. Um, <laughs> it, uh, like, the beating of the wings is actually enough to keep you back. Like, it sort of claps you um, to the ground. And I'm going to say, as the hijinks here, you don't take damage, but mm-hmm. instead you tumble head over heels and your claw ting, off your foot into the darkness, into the brush somewhere. Oh, damn. So, uh, gonna go to your character sheet. You know, lovingly provided uh, on the on the service of uh, <laughs> Roll20, coded by Wes Baker. Good shout out. And I'm just gonna get rid of your claw. No, my claw! How will you open letters now? Exactly. Uh, yes. You are now clawless. Why did I have to use all of my good rolls before the fight started? God damn it! <laughs> Um, the owl, um, is no longer speaking, it's just shrieking, um, and it starts to peck at where you, where it thinks you are. Um, Pipistrel. Pipistrel, what do you do? Uh, uh, oh my god, what, what the hell am I gonna do? Run, just, uh, run, but towards Balthazar, so, you know, I feel like- Up to the house? I think well to where I'm, I think run back to the house yeah to get because I think I'm out in the open right now which feels yeah. much more dangerous than being undercover so yeah back to the house back towards Balthazar. Okay, and Balthazar, what are you doing? You're seeing the owl starting to peck at Pipistrel. Pipistrel is like just tried to like claw, let out a battle yell, and just being like slapped by a wing, and is now getting pecked at. Yes. Uh I think seeing this, uh, he will um, yell out to the owl. Uh, 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 <laughs> so, man, he's gonna roast this creature. Uh, he's gonna say, I thought your kind was supposed to be wise! Do not turn your back on the enemy! And he's gonna, like, <laughs> jump, lunge at it again. But this time, rather than at its face, he's gonna, mm-hmm. like, lunge it down to get mm-hmm. its foot. Okay. Um, to basically, like, you know, just do, like, a, um... Oh, what's it called? Stub its, its toe. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Um, like it's be... claw on its leggy. Um, I would say it's going to do a cunning roll uh, to try and, like, dodge out of the way. It's trying to, like, move around and maneuver itself. That's how it's acting right now. Um, and you're going to make a vigor roll to try and smack it. Okay. I'm trying to smack it. Uh, I guess I don't think I can really tag my Undaunted for this because it would be the same thing. It's still yeah. the protection of Pipistrel. Mm-hmm. Um... So, I'm just looking if there's anything I can do, but not really, so it's just going to be a straight roll. Oh, no! Um, okay, so you've rolled a one, which is a hijinks, and it's rolled a six, which is a critical success for its uh, cunning die. Um, I'm going to say that you're... This is the hijinks. Um, you are running down the steps with your hammer at the ready and you're ready to smack it and you realize you see the trajectory before it's going to hit. The, it's going to peck Pipistrel. Oh Whenever, my god! What do you do? Like you're at, like at this freeze frame moment. It's going to gonna peck Pipistrel. You could, like, what are you doing? Am I able to lunge forward to at least... Oh, actually, wait, sorry, because can you... I'm at its foot. It's about to pick... Peck Pipistrel? No. Yeah. I'm still like, I'm going to say you've gotten it. towards its foot and it's about to peck no. Pipistrel. Like, you see this happening. I could say you could throw yourself in the way of the hit. Or you could yeah. let it just hit. No, no I'm not going to let it hit Pipistrel. Okay. Uh, whether it is, like, uh, throwing himself, like, at this thing to mm-hmm. just kind of, dis, you know, get its um, balance, uh, like, put it off balance, or mm-hmm. whether it's I have to, like, lunge at Pipistrel, I'll leave that to your discretion as the expression of the hijinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he will put himself in between... He's doing... He's going to, like, physically put himself mm. right in um, there, right in the owl trajectory, I'm whatever say, that make entails. a cunning roll for me. Oh, Brian. This is for my information. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm gonna say that you jump... It pecks down, so this is going to happen. You leap in the way and it pecks you. And its beak slides down the side of your armor and it kind of, it, it hurts. You do take a vigor damage, but it goes across the, 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 the breastplate you're wearing, leaving a nasty dent. And the beak thuds into the ground and it's kind of like in between like your, the chest and your armpit and it rubs the toxin on it. Yeah, and it has yeah. also an injured beak. Its beak is like chipped. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm feeling. Get, get, get that blood in your, or get that toxin in your bloodstream, loser. So tell me what the toxin does. Huff some toad. Um, I well, it's um, well, I have should have researched toads better. <laughs> so allow me to very quickly. Uh, the, to- the, the toxin is instantaneous. Uh, so you research highly that. irritating substance. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, I suppose it could just be... Because, I mean, here it says that it's, like, white and viscous. I'm just like, that's gross. I don't want that. It's just sweat. Um, So, he... uh, I think it's just, like, um, almost, like, slightly acidic. Mm -hmm. Where it it, it would normally not do much to the beak. But because the beak is, like, keratin, right? It's, like, kind Mm -hmm. of like a nail. But because um, its beak is shattered... Uh, it basically gets into those, like, uh, you know, just the, whatever kind of 
it gets to the nerves. Essentially, it's like stinging nettles. In the nerve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, or kind of like if you had a tooth and you mm. just got like, you know, that nerve pain if you Ugh, bite yeah. down on something and you have like a like a cavity. Yeah. It's just like that. And I feel this is a sensation, much like with a, with an injured tooth that you normally don't experience. And it is just so jarring when it happens mm. that um, it will, uh, yeah, it, it's just like this sudden piercing uh pain that goes through yeah. it okay. like i think it's partially the impact of the on the thick armor yeah uh or on the metal armor and like partially it's a, it's a whole combination of all of the different yeah. factors so it hits down factors. it gets the venom on it you take a vigor damage um yeah. it reels um and kind of stumbles back um and it is howling in pain because like if you've ever had a toothache it's awful so imagine like a toothache oh, yeah. but it's the entire you have one tooth it's and like it's your beak yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you have God. two teeth Essential. one of them hurts um it uh, howls in pain and stumbles back there is like a crumbling as it leans into another piece of ruined building and it screams out and i'm not going to scream it screams out uh this is my town i'll kill you all i'll kill you um, oh and is howling in pain and rage. Uh, what uh, do you guys do? You sort of have like a, a dented balthy kind of leaning atop you, uh, Pipistrels. So you're just in the same space in the middle of the street now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Balthazar... Uh, I don't think Balthazar's like smart enough to run away, but he's... Um, he will kind of like he will write himself and he will speak out to this creature mm. um uh uh saying um uh us look at the sorry state you are in uh and i think he'll like just kind of lift his hammer up like kind of standing a defensive stance over mm-hmm. pipistrel um, and say, uh, you take one step closer, and I will end this for you. He, he's not smart enough to run, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> but maybe that's, Pip that's, is. That's fair. Um, oh, gosh. I think... Uh, Pip has just been so useful, useless in this fight, like, because I can't roll... I'm rolling so badly. Um, I think... Why is it so like is it still is the owl like standing like right in front of us? Um Yes ish. Like ish. okay. You're like a few steep uh, steps away. Like mm-mm. I don't know. I'd say it's moderately far away. I think I'm gonna have to find a good distance mechanism for this. Like you've got um, near we can borrow yeah. so Genesis uses engaged short, medium, long. So I'd say it's short. Which is like like you use a bow to shoot at long. Yeah. You need to, to hit someone with your fist, use engaged. Short is like a whip. Mm, yeah. Okay. So it's a short distance away. Okay. Um, I don't know what would be useful for me to do right now because, you know, Balthazar is the one who's really kind of carried us through this fight. Mm. I'd say uh, you're short distance away and Balthazar is engaged. Okay. Um, 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 uh, I, I would also uh, have a follow-up for something for Balthazar to, to say, but I don't know if we can how we're resolving this if it's a little bit more turn-based right now. Uh, because I honestly the like 
I, I feel like fighting is just really not something I'm going to be able to do, but I don't know what I could yell at the owl to try and distract it. Um, unless I can try and deafen it slightly using my echolocation. <laughs> with my very high-pitched voice. You take away its sight, take away its hearing. Could I, I mean, could I move around slightly from behind Balthazar to, like, the other side and could I, I mean, could I use my echolocation to distract it? Because obviously I don't think it can see, it can't see right now. Mm. I, I think. Um, and try and, if I can, if I can turn its head, maybe Balthazar can get in a, another swing into... Well, I can't it, reach yeah. its head. Oh, well, it's like, way it, too big. I mean, maybe you could like swing your hammer into into its leg, into its chest, something like that. Mm. If I if I yeah. if I move if I move it around, so I think, yeah, I think that's probably what I'll do. I was like, I'll sort of sort of slightly walk around from behind Balthazar to one side and use my echolocation to yeah. to sort of yell loud into the Make owl's a, ear. Make a cunning basically. roll for me. Cool, 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 cool. Oh yes! yeah. Finally! Something helpful! <laughs> uh, it is very distracted. Um, mm-hmm. you kind of, you're, you're now fully, just like, full volume screeching at it. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, not having a good time. No. <laughs> is the owl doing something now, or...? Oh! Um, oh. oh it is... Crazy. I'm just gonna say that, like, it's furious, and it is trying to stomp at you with its feet. Vaguely where, like, the sound of your yelling was coming from. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, not Pipistrel. Um, uh, Balthazar. 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 Okay. So it's going to roll uh, Vigor because it's just trying to stomp, but it has disadvantage. Yeah. Okay, I have a d6 in Vigor right now. So it's, it's well, a contested can, check, right? Uh, oh. You can describe what you're doing in, as a reaction well, and I'll I tell think, you what you're rolling. Yeah, so I think seeing that foot coming in, mm-hmm. or, like, that it's going to slam down on him he's gonna mm-hmm. stand his ground and do like a defensive stance and try mm-hmm. to just reflect it mm-hmm. so he's not trying to like jump around he will try to weather it he's like okay. too, you know he's too sturdy ah. of a boy um, to yeah essentially he's going to oh, I'll uh... let you do a willpower then yay um I'm wondering if uh oh that was a decent man you've been rolling a lot of like doubles I'm oh, set. It's an owl. Advantage. This yeah. massive beast. No, is... no, I know. I, I'm just yeah. saying that, like, it's. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I'm definitely rolling very well, but I think it's. Yeah. I think it's thematic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm wondering if I can, uh, in this situation, um, oh, because I've already described Undaunted as being not afraid mm. of a large creature. Can this be an expression of the like? I will not back down. Like, I'm not gonna be combat rolling around like I, I stand in the face of danger I feel like it's starting to take its use here okay yeah like, I feel right. maybe this is a reflection but like this foot is stomping down on you and you're holding to your values but also you are feeling like in the pit of your of your gut you've never encountered a creature well no, you have you've encountered no. boars but yeah. boars you always had a team to deal yes. with them and now you're the last mm. one you're the yeah. only okay. one here I'll, and you're feeling uh, that and I'd say like you are able to deflect the the stamping uh foot by like moving the hammer but it kind of turns into like the force of the foot coming down you push against it with your hammer and it's more that you sidestep ultimately with your push if that makes sense you take a willpower damage because you're feeling the anxiety start to build 
Before it was like adrenaline causing the toxin sweat to come out, but now it's fear as well. Okay. Um, can I call out to this creature as it stomps at me? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so Balthazar uh, will... Because it had like, you know, one ear... Like it's maybe slightly deafened in one ear, but he will call out... Um, uh, you say this is your town? It is... It is a desolate place. Have you not look around? If you can, <laughs> uh, this August you speak of—they're long gone. Nobody will be coming back. You should leave this place too, if you wish to to leave in one piece. Okay. Um, to that, it responds. This is my town, and I am its defender. Ah! And it starts stamping more um, oh at you. Um, so I, you could do the same that you had done again. Uh, and make a willpower roll, um, or um, describing well, what you're dealing think, with stamping. So I think now he's gonna, like, combat roll away, because yeah. I think I'll act on that, like, I'm the last toad standing and I'm, I'm a little scared. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do a vigor, even though it's a d6 for me, it's a lot worse. Yeah. Um, so it's rolling again with disadvantage, because it's blinded. Yeah, I will do a, uh, oofa loofa. Nine and a four, it's, it's, you know. Oh! Oh, yeah. So, so could I say that as an expression of the critical, critical success, like as he manages to combat roll away or just kind of dodge out of the way, maybe it's a little mm-hmm. clumsy, uh, this thing kind of uh, stamps down and then with like, as it's like just with that bleary eye, maybe it notices like that it had destroyed the house, that it is now d- killing these little critters and maybe just some part of um, Balthazar's words, like if it's truly the protector of this place, maybe it has this moment of just like, I have failed this place. What am I doing? Mm, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Okay. But it okay, does okay. see the destruction it's causing, and it kind of looks at you, or looks at kind of both of you. I'm going to say you roll towards Balthy, and it just screeches at you. Mm. Leave! Get out of here! Vicious thieves! Uh, Balthy, I think, uh... Its its eye is, like, red and puffy from the venom. Um, yeah. And it is sort of, like, its head low at you, um, its wings out, kind of looking very big and aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at that, because a little bit of um, Balthazar's, you know, he took a chunk of will damage there and vigor, and he's going to look at, um at a pipistrel um, and say, uh, this thing is maddened, but if we get away, perhaps it will truly leave us be. Yeah, I think, um, I think of like for this, for this moment, like Pip has been kind of like running in circles around the owl, just screeching, just trying mm. to keep it as distracted as possible uh, because it can't see. Um, but I think she would stop, uh, and I think I think she would, kind of, feeling a little bit, almost, almost pity. I think she would yeah. she would yell like you know, you know we you know she would yell like we will we will leave if you let us, and this will be over, and I think you know, trying to use, any kind of like trying to trying to kind of appeal to its logical side and just say you know to try and get them out of this as unscathed as possible 
Okay. I'd say Pipistrol make a cunning roll. Yes. Beep. Do it, beep. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, you rolled a five, which is a success. Yay. Um, the, the owl pauses and there's like the dust is starting to settle. Um, you look up and see that the, the very, very faint, uh, the black sky is turning very, to like, faint inky blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and the owl says, get gone. I, I think with those, I think with those words, I think, I, can, is the owl still kind of blinded right now? Uh, I mean, it's kind of got a puffy eye. It can technically see. Okay, but it sort of, I think she, I think Pip will, st- as steady as she can, she will lock eyes with this owl. Mm-hmm. She'll bow graciously, and then she's going to kind of hobble over to, to Balthazar and sort of, again, sort of take him, take him by the arm in a sort of, not like drag him, but like, you know, let's go this way. We need, we need to leave. Yeah, Balthazar will let Pipistrel drag him away, uh, but he will kind like he's gonna be walking like sort of backwards, mm-hmm. just le- or, or or at least he will still remain You're staring down the owl. Yeah, yeah, as he's being dragged away because he doesn't, you know, he he doesn't want it lunging at them and them not seeing. Damn right. Okay, and I'm gonna say as you kind of back out from the the forest. I mean, what? Di- let's scroll down a sec to the map. Mm-hmm. What direction are you going in as uh, you leave uh, uh, Mushroom? I'll be. I'll be honest. I feel we should roll a d6 because we're a little. We're a little panicked right now, both mm-hmm. of yeah. us. I feel we should roll a d6 and just see like which di- like di- you know diagonal or yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. D8. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because that's gonna be one, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess that'll that'll tell us which which direction we go. Okay, so um, I will roll the d8 privately and mm. um, figure out that direction. Cool. Okay. Um, you start heading through the forest um, as it as dawn slowly starts to wake up across the the forest. You notice that the forest has been very quiet in the night. And that as you move away from Mushroot, you see insects start to chirp and whistle in the grass around you. And the crashing sounds of this angry barn owl recede into the distance and slowly gentle susurration of of leaves in the trees and a slightly warmer breeze roll over the forest. And you have entered a more peaceful part of the Bristly Woods. I think as we're... Because I imagine it's quite a hurried, like... Actually, as soon as we're, like, out of the thing's view and Balthy kind of knows that he won't be able to see it, mm. because Pipistrel is, like, down to a D4 in vigor, mm-hmm. he would pick her up, uh, oh! just kind of like Princess Carrie, mm-hmm. and uh, continue, it like, just... a not running. I don't think he could run all the way. He's quite tired, but just kind of power walk in the direction that we've chosen. Yeah. Because he... Did you make a vigor roll for me? Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
No, why? Why? Oh, I'm say... my chivalrous etiquette. This is, like nice, your chival this is a nice RP moment. <laughs> okay, yeah, throw, okay, I'll let you do it advantage. Yes! Thank you. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> chivalrous etiquette has come in to save it. You roll a one yes. hijinks and a six critical success. <laughs> the, there's like a pain in your side from your twinging shoulder um, when you go to first pick up um, Pipistrel, but you like very quietly swap to the other side and then considerately uh, throw like your your blanket that you sleep on over your shoulder to cover your um the the ah, so toxin covered parts of yourself her. and you yeah. just pick up uh pipistrelle and move as fast as you can um in the direction you've chosen and you don't stop until you suddenly break from the trees uh here Oh, we did go And south. look out over a large grassy meadow. The trees very, very quickly break. And though there are the occasional tree that dots the horizon, uh, the, the the valley in front of you sweeps down. You look to your to your right, to the what now is the north, as you see the sun very slowly rising in the east. Uh, and you look down uh, the hills, and in the in the distance you see a thin glimmer of silver, which must be uh, the Locatrine, which is uh, where you used to live, um, uh, Balthazar. Ooh. Yeah, um, yeah. And you well, look, I, yeah. you look to ahead of you, and you see the uh, the the larger part of the Bristly Woods, and potentially your goal of Odok. Um, in the distance, maybe some miles away. You see a thin trail of black-brown smoke uh, drifting into the now overcast, well, no, overcast, a cloudless uh, sky, uh, and presume that must be Willowmoot from the map that you have looked at. Mm. Uh, I think, like, when we break those trees and see the... Because it's, uh, it's morning, right? Like, the sun yeah, is rising? it's maybe, like, four yeah. in the morning now. Yeah, oh, okay, so... Uh, so you might see, let's see if it's coming from the east. So, yeah, I, I just imagine we see that um, the, those uh, just like a soft rays of sun coming from mm. the east and uh, across the, the meadows. And uh, I think I'd at say this, everything like, everything in the world right now is sort of like tones of blue and grey and only the very yeah. tips of the trees are starting to kind of turn that orange gold with like dawn sunlight coming in oh, yeah so and the the locatrine is actually like white reflecting mm. the light of the kind of the, the sky and it's yeah. like a silver white and it reminds you of of a, a moon slither that you once seen at yeah. the pond I think he like he kind of pauses, or Balthazar pauses as we exit this tree line, looking out, and then he kind of, then seeing all of this and seeing that silvery sheen and all, he uh, kind of realizes how worn he is, <laughs> how tired after this entire mm. night. We never slept, and I'd and say he's actually like to... that's where you you involuntarily like have to put Pipistrel down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He put, he, but like gently, but he kind of puts her down and. Um, uh, kind of has to like like shake his arms a little bit because he's had them like 
you know, uh, yeah, fireman propped up all this time. Yeah. And, um, he, he gives out a, uh, a, just kind of like a sigh and a huff, uh, having had exerted himself and things being stressful. Um, and he says, uh, well, uh, at least it seems that we, we, we made it in the right direction. After everything, are, are you okay, Pipistrelli? Your, your wing, it's, it looks a lot worse than, than, than last time I, uh, last time that we had a moment to sit down. Hmm. I think, I think when, when Balthazar picked Pip up, like, it's like she was, like, that whole thing with the owl, like, she was, it was all sort of flight response, like, she was completely, like, panicked, and, you know, she's injured and stuff, and I think when Balthazar picked her up, she kind of, she's been, like, fading in and out of consciousness the entire time that he's been carrying her, um, but, like, when he put her down, uh, she's kind of come back a little bit to herself, so she's a bit, she's a bit, like, she's sort of, she's groggy, she's exhausted, um, and, like, she's, but she's really, she's really touched that Balthazar, like, like did that for her, you know, picked her up and carried her. Um, and I think she just kind of, from where she's sitting on, like lying on the floor, I think she sort of just pat the ground next to her, like kind of asking him to come and sit down. Um, and he, I think, he absolutely does. <laughs> yeah, and I think she would, she would kind of brush off the comment about her wing, um, you know, sort of shrug a little bit and say, uh, say, oh, I can. I, I can I can deal with that, but and she sort of looks at the dent in his armor and like how tired he is. It's like you know, are you are you all right? You 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 saved us, Balthazar. That that could have gone so much worse if you hadn't have been there. Well, it's it's what we told do. It's it's only right to to protect others from such creatures. Though by the end there, it struck me as as quite um pitiful in a way. It seemed so devoted to this village, but so menacing at the same time. I Perhaps it lost a little bit of its purpose with the destruction of by the boars, and I don't know if it was maddened, or if it was uh, malicious, but some part of me feels quite sorry f for the state that we had left it in. Uh, I don't know its entire story, but well, the moment it would, it it, it would uh, uh, threaten not just myself but you especially. I, I could not leave that, uh, could not leave that unanswered. So I did what had to be done. I, Pip sort of, you know, sighs a little bit and, uh, in sort of in response, that you know, I there may be that that creature did seem lost and you know maybe we did just maybe we did just startle it I, I don't know but either way I I do very much believe that we would have been in serious trouble had you not acted as valorous and chivalrous as you did but uh, no I agree I am I am inclined to also feel pity for that creature it it felt like it must have lost quite a lot he, he thinks for a little bit and says, um, y you know, in that encounter, uh, 
there was a moment when it, it, it was stomping at me with its claws, and usually, well, in, in the war, we, we, we fought with enormous creatures, us, uh, in, in my knot of knights. And in that moment, I, I had this realization of, of what it's like to be fighting alone against such adversaries, and some part of me, some part, part of me waned. I imagine if this creature came to a village it swore to protect at whatever uh, whatever contract it could have had with the with the villagers there, perhaps some part of it was lost in a similar manner and didn't know what to do. You know those behemoths, they they lack the the compassion that we quite often have beasts for each other. Perhaps it did not know what to do with grief. Though, that being said, I do not appreciate the manner in which it approached us. Could have thought a little better and be, been much more polite. Pip, in spite of how tired and sore she is, she kind of... She chuckles a little bit at just at Balthazar's just... Just how... Just, he's, just a, he's just a good boy, is basically... She, and she's like, I like this one. Um, but she... She also takes a moment to to think about the owl and and the uh, and the wrecked village, and um, she sort of she'll say, um, "I you know I have I have encountered owls before in in Odok, and some of the messages I used to carry around the the areas surrounding Odok, there was you had to be careful at flying at night because there are owls. I've never, but I've never had to face one directly before. I." As you can probably tell, and she kind of gestures to her broken wing, um, I'm not much of a fighter. I'm my my skill lies much more in talking my way out of problems than uh, than facing them directly. But uh, well, not much of a fighter. When when that thing was was pecking down at me, I, I heard you get hit, and then you you used your incredible voice to to distract it. Well, I'd say perhaps a fighter isn't just about the, the brawn to back up your actions. It's about the heart. Now let's say, Pepistrel, in that moment, you had much heart. As much as any toad, I would say. Uh, she's visibly very... She's very touched by this comment, and uh, she smiles and puts her good hand on his, uh, on his shoulder um, and says, Thank you, Balthy. Truly, that's... That is very high praise, especially from from you, someone who is as honourable. And if any if any other toad I meet is is half as decent as you, then I will be very proud to know more toads in my life. Oh, all toads are quite wonderful, really. I would say that we all share the same values, and I am glad to I'm glad to make such a good impression on you. <laughs> I would say, as you put your arm on Balthazar's shoulder, you realize that maybe like one of the, one of like the shoulder plates has been like lost in the fight. Oh, you realize no. you put your your hand on his bare shoulder. Oh god! You, you snatch it back, but realize the sticky tackiness is gone. The oh. the rush through the morning dew and the lack of stress anymore has washed all of the toxin from your body. Oh, good. I think actually this is the point where when Pipistrel puts her arm on and then kind of retrieves it, he's just like, oh, oh goodness, I... And he kind of looks at his shoulder and says, oh, I think it's gone by now. I 
do, I should have warned you when uh, things get a little heated. Uh, toads um, have a tendency to to secrete a toxin. It's a defensive mechanism, and um, should have warned you about it. I, I forget that people simply don't know. Uh, I hope I, I hope I did not hurt you at any at any point. Uh, I would be I would be devastated to know that I could have caused you such hurt uh, accidentally. Pip uh, sort of is kind of looking uh, looking at the hand that she withdrew um, from Balthazar's shoulder, and you know, with with a sort of inquisitive eye, and says, "That's that's fascinating. I didn't know that toads could do that." Um, you know. Oh, we have many wonderful qualities that uh, uh, will mostly contribute to the fact that most predators do not eat us. We we can be poisonous at will or under duress. And besides, I well, this is hearsay, uh, or I did not test this myself, but allegedly, we don't taste very good either. Well, that is a that is a helpful skill. I mean, to I mean to be honest, and I also. I cannot verify this myself, but I... Bats are... I suppose the word you might use would be crunchy? There's not exactly much meat on our bones. We're, we're not built to be sturdy like a toad. She sort of like... Like, sort of moves her, moves her very long, very sort of, you know, skinny bone arms. <laughs> and kind of and sort of gest- gestures at, uh, at Balthazar. Well, it seems to me that you're definitely built for incredible grace uh, a wonderful quality as toads perhaps not as graceful but uh and he kind of just just like uh slams like two fists on his uh like uh chest piece you know just like sturdy <laughs> i think it rattles more than you th- think it should yeah and, like you like you're looking at the straps and you're like oh one of them's loose and one of them's gone and <laughs> yeah yeah but um and he kind of like at that he looks examines himself a little bit, and then looks ahead to where we could see the smoke, perhaps, coming from a distant willow moot. And he says, mm-hmm. Well, if we're headed in the direction of willow moot, I, I hope that's it. Maybe we can uh, collect ourselves a little bit and re- replace what we have lost in that unfortunate encounter. Uh, Pip kind of... Uh looks down at her hand, the hand that the claw was on, and obviously remembering it spinning off in the dark, and sighs uh, quite deeply and says, maybe I think a rest is in order, um, but I think before I before I do anything else, I should attend to this arm. And she also, like, she, but as she as she goes to kind of look at her arm, she's also going to look over at Balthazar and see, like, is he kind of visibly injured anywhere that he isn't covered in armour? And I don't know if he would be. I I would. I mean, you, sorry. I don't know. Could you repeat that? Sorry. Like, is is Balthazar visibly injured anywhere? Like that Pip could see. I think maybe Balthazar has like a blooming bruise where like yeah, the shoulder piece I would used to be. Say, yeah, I would say that that vigor damage that he took was mostly just like because it was from that peck. Mm. So yeah. I imagine it's like you know, quote unquote internal, not that his like lungs have ruptured but yeah uh he's probably well you're, you're battered and bruised but you're not it's not a wound it's not an injury yeah. that is yeah, debilitating yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just he's probably gonna be real real sore yeah mm. uh because i i mean i don't think i mean he wouldn't need like a bandage but i think pip would kind of point point to where balthazar is sort of 
you know, maybe look at a little bit injured and uh, and sort of offer, like, you know, do you want me to take a look at that? Oh, no. No, I, I, I do. I'm fine. I'm fine. I I, I believe that your, uh, your wing with its open wounds would uh, require more pressing attention. All I need is, is a good meal and a good sleep, and I know that I will be I will be perfectly fine. Do not worry yourself about me. She kind of narrows her eyes a little bit, uh, but she she kind of she busies herself. Um, uh, sort of, she she's going to take off her flight suit and sort of tend to her arm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that after she's kind of sort of applied the poultice, uh, reapplied the bandage. Um, She's going, you know. She might sort of go over to Balthazar and just have a have a have a look at his shoulder and just sort of see if there's anything. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about. It. He's gonna like put his <laughs> knapsack over it. Just like mm. she she will she will move the knapsack and say just just let me just let me have a look, please, just in case. You know, it's, okay. probably, it's probably it's probably nothing, but I just want to be sure. So she's just she just wants to have a look to make sure that he's okay. Well. I'd say this counts as a breather, which is like a mini rest. So you're mm. able to restore one die up by one size towards its base size. So um, I would say uh, Balthazar gets to choose what mm. die increases. So like if it was Vigor, then you give in and you let, say, Pipistrel yeah. look at your, your shoulder. Or if it's willpower, then you, 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 um, you, you know, politely See, decline. You, yeah. I feel that uh, rather like, because um, I do think that his like the way that he was damaged is genuinely that he's just sore all over and he's mm. uh, he just needs to rest. I think I would restore his willpower in just being heartened by the mm. uh, care of his companion. Yeah, that's what I was um, feeling as well. So, so he lets like you know he's not gonna be like no, don't look at me, <laughs> don't touch me. Yeah, don't touch me. Um, he's gonna let uh, Pipistro look at his shoulder, but I think that she will find that that wound is mostly just the abrasion of the mm. the uh, pauldron, mm. um, and uh, it's it's nothing like his wider um, damage, quote unquote, is simply that he has exerted himself. Um, but her attention and care is is what like restores that willpower for him Aww. and uh, also that moment of of just taking that breather i think is because he was a little scared that's how he took the mm. willpower damage mm-hmm. so um he's just kind of back to because he was also that that willpower damage was of realizing that he's facing a large creature alone but then being like no i wasn't alone mm. oh yeah yeah pip was there and uh, of, being guess. reassured by uh pip's continuous presence and care Hey, I think this is the natural end of the scene. Mm, sounds like it. So does Pip gets to does Pip get to regain? I, uh, I Pip gets get... to regain as well. You both get to yeah, regain, I, but like Balthaz- I, get... I was just saying, like narratively, you get to choose Balthazar how it recover, right, yeah. but it could look. Oh, because I got yeah yeah I, yeah. You I got, got you got okay, two. Okay, also has two. Oops, sorry. I, I I only lost I only lost one uh, Vigor. Mm-hmm, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so your your wound freshly bandaged um, and poulticed. Uh, Balthazar, your, your spirit heartened, you sort of take a deep breath and look out over this now as you realize almost an ocean of a meadow in front of you. Uh, there are 
challenges yet ahead before you reach Willowmoot. Um, let's reflect on how this scene went. Mm-hmm. So reflection is what happens at the end of a scene in Mortal Bearings, where we look at the prompt, the, the fortune that you got, and the theme behind it, the passion behind it. So the theme for this scene, well, the fortune was hunger. And so the, the, the passion, the theme of that scene was discipline. Ooh. Discipline is the balance of gluttony and dignity. Dignity's Ooh. keywords are things like balance, control, level he- uh, level-headed, steady, <laughs> unfaltering, resolute. Mm-hmm. And gluttony is appease, complete, exceed, excite, gratify, satiate, uh, mm. quench. Um, That's how so... do you guys feel you acted in response to themes of mm. discipline, gluttony, dignity? And your uh, bearings of vice for Pip and virtue for Balthy. So that's kind of interesting because on the one hand, he was like sort of knee-jerk reaction parkour up hit with hammer, but he wasn't doing it out of exultation of battle, which I think would be that gluttonous, like excite, um, kind of indulge, like not indulgence, Mm. but the excitement of it. Indulging like that, that nightly image. But it wasn't that. You weren't indulging the night of the image. You were do- I think Mm-mm. you were doing it out of, like, the unfaltering and steady, I must guard Pipistrel. Yeah, it was It was backed by that. But also, because um, there was the, uh, the, the virtue aspect of it is kind of level-headedness. Can you, can you remind me those? So uh, the different terms are uh, balance, control, uh, even, level-headed, Resilient, resolute, steady, unfaltering. So I, because I feel there are some aspects of, well, he wasn't maybe common level headed. He was resolute and unfaltering. Like once he had decided Mm -hmm. that he's protecting Mm -hmm. Pip, he did that at any cost. Like he he Mm. kind of had her go ahead, you know, go and hide or, or go ahead, I'll distract it. Which while was perhaps spurred by... A, v- a very snap decision of this thing is dangerous, it is now my enemy. After that, he was just resolute in continuing that line of thought or, or protection. Hmm. But I don't know how... I, I, you know, you are the final arbiter, so... I, th- I, no, I honestly, I think going into this, like, you acted with dignity. There were a lot of chances to indulge that sort of like nightly fantasy, but that wasn't ever a concern for Balthazar. A lot of your motivation was always like protecting, getting in the way, taking damage, that sort of vibe. So I think you acted virtuously. Not even like you acted, you know, towards neutral, towards vice. Like you were pretty much entirely virtuous, which means you've reinforced your moral bearing. Yay! You gain a benefit for the next scene. Indeed. Can I? Can you tell us what my? So your bonus <laughs> would be uh, at some point uh, in the next scene, or until the end of the next scene. So you could use it before if you wanted to, if you haven't started a scene next game, because you can have long periods between scenes if there just doesn't seem to be that sort of pickup in the story. Mm-hmm. But next time um, someone uh, has a complication other than you, so if next time Pepistrel has a complication or a. Uh, a hijinks, you can turn that result instead to a success. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the 
the general boon of, of uh, virtue is uh, you can sort of auto-succeed someone else's yeah. uh, check, while the boon of vice is you can auto-succeed your own check. Which I think... Like, both, both of the uh, boon of vice and virtue really fits. Uh, Balthazar, like, the vice being he will do everything, you know, he'll, he'll do it regardless. Yeah. But also the, the virtue being that um, he will in some way facilitate the protection or success of others. Uh, I think, yeah, is, is quite fitting, and yeah. I, I really like that. And I'm excited What's... to get to finally use... It's been mm-hmm. like four sessions and I only finally reinforced my my uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun seeing you swing between them. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. And we'll see if you stay virtuous uh, as you approach uh, Willowmoot. Yeah, he could be real swingy. Yes, mm-hmm. sorry. How did you how did you feel you did in this scene? Oh god, I think I was all over the place to be honest. Um because I don't think anything that Pip was doing was directly in e- I think I don't think I was in direct again in direct vice or virtue. I think there was I think in typical Pipistrel fashion, she yes, she was she was acting in fear, but she also was not about to run and leave Balthazar mm. like to to his end, and she was trying her hardest to be like to like stay and help. Um, mm. But she definitely like you know. She, she, I don't think you know. She was she was injured and she wasn't really doing particularly well. She didn't really know what she was doing. It was more like acting in adrenaline, basically. Mm. Um, so I'm I honestly, think, not, I'm I not sure you, again. You could be really... described as neutral. You did both vice and virtuous. Yeah. But I would let you choose. Either you go towards neutral, mm-hmm. or you lean in towards vice. I think there were times when you gave into fear. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing, but that's no. what motivated you. And yeah. no, actually, no, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say, actually, no, you did lean into the moment a lot. Vice is yeah. all about instantaneous uh, consequences, about like seeing immediate gratification of what you do, which is why gluttony is one of the, is the, is the vice side of discipline. It's that indulging mm. and that exceeding. You attacked the owl when you were injured and sh- was told to run away and had started running away or to get away. Yeah. And you did very much what you felt was needed in the moment as opposed to what could be described as like a long-term taking that step back and looking like you were dealing with the owl then and there. You weren't thinking what's going to happen after the owl? Well, how are we going to get away from this? Or how are we going to stay safe from this owl after we run away? Yeah. Then I think, uh, I think for where I am currently, then I think probably with, with that in mind, I think Pip will stay in vice for the time being, because I Mm. think she very much acted uh acted in in response to her in in response to her fear and you know not wanting to like not wanting to abandon balthazar but also just being like just generally a big scared baby so i'd say um you have also reinforced uh, reinforced your bearing you have found that it might not always work as expected but sometimes direct action is needed and mm-hmm. that uh, being in the moment is of a benefit to you. In the same way that Balthazar, maybe you've noticed that being aware of the greater consequence of your actions is something that is of consideration for your how you act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, especially having had 
we saw a little glimpse of what that owl was thinking and um we realized that there there was some greater depth let's say to to its actions um mm. and i think that will give him pause cuz the only large creatures he's ever had to deal with are the boars which are just unequivocally a source of like a force of destruction that needs to be stopped mm-hmm. and i think some part of him approached this situation similarly where like the moment it it was in some way perhaps it was just trying to be playful but it was still threatening to him and to Pipistrel. He was worried about Pipistrel, so he's like, this is an adversary. I will mm. not let it take us. Mm. Um, and I think now he... Like, he still has his opinion of behemoths, where they're like, oh, you know, they're these bit... You know, they don't think about us. But he will also think, well, they have some other thoughts, some other things that motivate him. Mm. So I think the reinforcement of the virtue would also be his reflection on that creature he met mm. and how he might deal with such creatures in the future i think that's interesting because i feel like pip in a way has also kind of experienced the same thing because all of the times that she's ever had to deal with owls you know she's been on she's been on like on job basically and is desperately trying to avoid them like she's and like and they are just a like if i get caught by an owl i am going to die like that is going to eat me like it is the middle of the night they are out hunting so like her response entirely through like fear maybe triggered by experiences that she's had previously with owls uh i don't necessarily think it reinforces how she feels about them because then i think she has also experienced like there was more to that owl than just it wanted to eat us it was calling us trespassers and it wanted to know who we were and it didn't directly like you know it didn't directly reference us as food like the crow did and I think that has given her like a moment of oh, okay, so you know maybe there is more to this than than what I expected. You know, she still had that fear response though. Hmm. Okay. Well, this has been very, very exciting as a mm-hmm. session. Oh yes, the highs and lows of the hijinks and the crits oh, was God. a lot. <laughs> Like, like we had some crazy polarizing roles in, really? in that encounter. Like I am I am legit sweaty right now because I'm <laughs> so freaked out. Secreting my, toxins. Like I'm secreting toxins. Like mm. oh my god. Like, we are the owl was rolling so well. <laughs> yeah, that owl look, I know you can fudge rolls on roll twenty. Not that I know how to do it, because mm-hmm. I'm just a baby. But I wasn't. Like, legitimately, it was just they were coming out really strong. I mean, admittedly, yeah. if you were fudging rolls, uh, because the stream sees your yeah, you thing, see they it. would see. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. would see that you're doing it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, like, in the side here, you can, like, choose to roll, like, Yeah, a there's, like, a... There's a... a, a roll. In the sidebar, there's a an option to like fudge a roll i think yeah yeah i think it just lets you oh no oh that's, wow that's a lot roll. of dice <laughs> but that just rolled a lot of dice for me i know that there's an option but i don't know how it works um, oh yeah, fudge at the very bottom oh yeah i think i i, I apparently can't do it oh, oh wow i don't know what that means i certainly <clears throat> did something you did uh, something but yeah there is some there is some vehicle for it but everybody would be able yeah. to see mm-hmm. so i, I like 4df 4d fudge or defudge. Uh, yeah, defudge. Oh, well, yeah, so this is very exciting. We mm-hmm. now have a really interesting journey across 
the sea of grass towards Willowroot. Uh, yeah, oh, open yeah. spaces are scurry. For they are scurry. The, the, the dawn is upon you uh, of your, your journey. Uh, you are tired. Mm-hmm. You have now gone, Indeed. I think it's like a, uh, a whole day without sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Having set out from Bramble Dam. Yeah. Um, and now you have to hike through wilderness. Uh, there is a road that you will cross over, but that doesn't take you directly to Willamute. Mm. We're going to have to think about that and see mm. if maybe we'll there is the opportunity yeah. to rest before we go, because I feel like if we just try to set out as we are, like, I mean, I, bears. like Balthazar, Balthazar is like, oh, I can do it. But having, you know, seeing kind of the state of Pipistral, sorry, Pip, I, uh, I think he'd be like, well, you know, I can do it. But clearly my, this, this, my ward, um, is tired. And I think think he'll probably insist to like oh i'll keep watching you sleep oh we'll see how this goes but we'll see we'll see because that, yeah, we'll that's see. for next week that is for next week yeah well uh this is where we start to wrap up uh chapter four of beast fables i'm really mm. loving this game guys it's super fun it's uh, very fun i can't I believe it. we've been doing this game well we've been streaming for six weeks now because we did two prologues and then we did. four episodes we but this is a, a full Look month of being sponsored, Dab, by Roll20. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there is a link in the bio below. If you want to try out the uh, Adventures on a Dime system, the game, the system we're playing with, uh, you can just use the link. You can sign up for a free account. You can get all of these character sheets. They are official on Roll20. And the full rules will also be native to uh, Adventures, uh, to Roll20 even, uh, pretty soon. I have a meeting with them tomorrow to talk about that integration. A little bit Yay. more progress they've made on their end, which is cool. Um, yeah, to celebrate four lovely streams, uh, I think for chapter five next week, I'm going to do a giveaway. I've got some really cool merch. Um, I have some badges and some patches from Dungeons on a Dime, which I just really uh, got really uh, recently. Which the patches are, are really, super... really cute. The really cute. To them. Um, I don't know how to put a. I don't want to put like my webcam on here because I'm messy. <laughs> but I do have a pretty picture somewhere. You do have a pretty picture. Yeah. Hang on. Da 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 da. These yeah. product product photos that you showed us some mm. weeks ago were really. Yeah, this really is what nice. I'm looking for. It's somewhere. Store photos, merch, 38 milliliter badge. Shazam. Uploading files Lambda. may take a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> Depends on how high resolution that photo is. Oh, God, I yeah. mean, it's pretty swank. It's like 20, 20 degrees of swank. But to kind of mm. get the show out there, to get more people watching, uh, it's going to be on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, here it is. Look at how swanky this badge is. With a little so dragon, cool. his little, little arm. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I ever noticed the dragon. That's so cute. So all of the badges are different. So there's uh, one for each size of die, which doesn't have the DM screen behind it. So there's like a D4 and a D6 and a D8. And then there's a DM one, which is like the DM screen and there's a little dragon book. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just one, which is a plain coin as well. But I'm thinking I'm going to run the competition on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And it's going to be, you know, one of those like, like, share, tag a friend that should watch the show. And I'll do some giveaways of badges to people so it might be like like five or ten badges or something like that because stuff is cool and i want to share this show with as many people as possible March. heck yeah this yeah. this uh i really love this game i really love this world uh literally everybody in my sort of real waking life is probably sick of me talking about this game because i talk about it 
all the time. <laughs> it's pretty much like all I'm drawing these days is uh, Pip and Balti just generally doing silly things. Um, and if you draw anything yourself, we would love to see it. Just tag us. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Beast Fables. I always capitalize it because I'm extra. But yeah, just Go tag ahead. us. Um, uh, Dungeons on a Dime is the main account which I post all of this stuff from, and it's the YouTube that you're watching this on right now. So just give us a wee tag. In fact, it's a good time to reintroduce ourselves to anyone who missed that at the beginning of the, mm -hmm. the stream. I'm Brian. I use he, him pronouns, and I run Dungeons on a Dime, which is a publishing imprint focusing on lovely entry-level roleplay content. It's there for making sure that anyone can get into role-playing games. I wrote the Adventures on a Dime system specifically so that it's super easy to both play or run a game yourself and kind of try out this really amazing hobby. Um, Hell yeah. And the, the badges are kind of like a riff on my logo. So yeah, if you, if you like anything, tag us, tag me, tag everybody on social media at Dungeons on a Dime. I have been joined today by the most magnanimous and fantastic Atlanta. Please introduce Thank yourself. You. Tell us about what's going on and how you're doing. <laughs> Uh, hello again, I'm Atlanta, aka Alpaca Scribbles. You can find me on basically any social media at Alpaca Scribbles. Whatever. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I'm kind of like just around at the moment. I'm just sort of generally vibing on the internet these days. Uh, I'm on Patreon at Alpaca Scribbles, uh, in Instagram at Alpaca Scribbles, uh, Twitter at Alpaca Scribbles. You can find me through Brian, definitely. Um, and yeah, like I'm just here to. I'm just here to enjoy this game. Like, I love talking about it. Uh, I love drawing it. If you, you know, if you want to see more of the art that I do for these two in particular, uh, you can definitely check out uh, my Patreon because that's where I'm putting up all the sketches, which don't really make it onto my Instagram. And yeah, just like, uh, thank you for having me again. Thank you for letting me be part of this game. I love it. I love you as a GM, Brian. I love you as another player there. It's just, <laughs> it's all, it's all good. And I, the, the energy that we're getting between uh Pip and Balti is giving me nostalgia vibes for uh Eleanor and oh, yeah. <laughs> and Gray and it makes me happy. I so today I kinda had that reflection of I guess we could contextualize that the mm. game we played previously in this uh, system was a uh kind of Arthurian fantasy medieval night game and mm. my character was Sir Eleanor, uh the Knight of Sorrows and Atlanta's character was Sir Grey the Sighted, and uh, Sir Eleanor was this jaded old woman, and Sir Grey was a bright-eyed, pious young man, and they had like this mentor-mentee relationship, and she was his, you know, his mom by adoption uh, during the course of the game. And um, I today I had this realization of because uh, Balthazar's, uh, I think uh, Eleanor's one of her highest characteristics was cunning mm -hmm. uh, i think her highest was actually vigor but she had low willpower and like middling and like like a pretty good cunning mm -hmm. um and uh with balthazar I, I was just like oh i'm probably gonna be like the you know the silly sidekick <laughs> but uh i got to be like the protector today which yeah. did make me think a little bit of sir eleanor because she kind of would be that person who steps in and like makes a decision because it's a dire situation and mm -hmm. i'm just like oh hey vaulty gets to do that too and yeah i really like their uh the, the dynamic that our toad and bat characters have hell yeah and i suppose and off the back of that yeah, i can please introduce please myself, introduce yeah. yourself as well uh, reintroduce myself i have been ver um <laughs> you, but you are can... now ver supreme 
Yeah, I now <laughs> shed my I shed my uh, form of uh, that I use for streaming and uh, will return to being an incorporeal and non parsable creature. Um, <laughs> however, uh, you can find me on social media on Twitter at Verface. Uh, you can find me on Patreon at Verface as well. Uh, I am a uh, illustrator and I guess freelance illustrator and proper comic artist and you can find my work uh, I mostly use my like my Twitter I just post art I don't talk much there and Patreon similarly only it gets more art and stuff mm -hmm. I don't ever show on other social media um, and uh, yeah much like Atlanta surmised uh, thank you very much Brian for having me for this game you, both of you guys are fantastic uh, wonderful player, wonderful DM, and I am already looking forward to next week. Likewise. Amazing. Well, I will see all of you then. This has been absolutely fantastic, and I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of the day. Yeah, have That's... a lovely day, everybody. Enjoy your Wednesdays. Watch My out dudes. for barn owls. Yep. Don't yeah, barn owls are dangerous. Them. Just in general. Like, if you see a barn owl, don't fight it. No, I mean, the RSPCA will also be like, please don't fight Barn Owls. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. can get an official <laughs> sponsorship from the RSPBA. Today's message is do not fight Barn Owls. Yes. <laughs> the end. All right. See well, you next week. Have a wonderful bye. Wednesday, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it. It's over.